Driving that coach. 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 <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. I'm AJ. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this week we're going to have a little bit of an abbreviated version of the show. It's going to be another watch-along of a favorite movie of both of ours. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we cannot get into some of our more celebrated segments like uh, uh, Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy or uh, WWE, yeah, what would Beasley say? Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because of the fact I actually have an early morning tomorrow morning, so we kind of have to speed through this but it's, it's he's a, got an early call time yeah I have a gig so uh yeah that's there's reasoning behind everything so and I'm a, I'm a happy for this reason yeah, so. that, look it's a worthwhile reason it's not showing up at your day gig exactly so <laughs> uh but yeah we're gonna go ahead and speed through that and uh first thing I'm gonna do is go into dropping that news you wanna do the dropping that news thank you alright so the main thing that happened this past weekend would be the Oscars yeah yeah. And yeah. Our, our first and primary prediction, <coughs> best actor. Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. And apparently he was still in character. Yes, he was. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he, he actually been doing that like pretty much every award show he went to. He just had his little moment of, you know, I got to get my, I got to get whatever is on my heart out at that moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, one of the things I think you notice a lot of these guys when they hit a certain level, mm-hmm. um, whether they just have this feeling that they need to try to provide something for the world that's not out there, or maybe there's just a certain level of insanity that comes with uh, this level of actor. <laughs> Who knows? It's possible. Maybe I doubt, I, look, I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's a genius, but I doubt we're going to see anything crazy if and when the man finally gets his statue. Oh, no, he's too cool. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Way so too cool. It's, it's, a, it's a wide swath. <laughs> but the main thing is, all of our predictions in terms of who will win what will pretty much... Accurate, like fucking, like we are. We said from the Golden Globes, yep. the main four people who will win both Best Actor and Actress and Best Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress will be the ones who won the Oscars, and we were right. Joaquin Phoenix won for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee Zellweger won for Best Actress. Yep. Uh, Laura Dern won for Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt won for Best Supporting Actor. Now the crazy one, which we are also right on, because you said you you, you never know what the hell's going to happen with Best Picture, yeah. was Best Picture yeah. because yeah. the PGA it's not a really good indicator ever nope. as far as their awards and, and who's going to pick it up. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, from everything I've been hearing, Parasite's a pretty pretty decent, hard hitting, crazy film, and mm-hmm. I mean they had a hell of a night. I've had I've heard mixed things about the movie. I heard some people like it's really good, but not Best Picture good. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's the first time, at least, I'd have to double check because I didn't have a chance to today, but I think it's the first time that a movie has won both Best Foreign Language and Best Picture. Yeah, I could pick up, yeah, off the top of my head, yeah. I mean, definitely off the top of my head, but I think I think ever in 92 years. So that in and of itself is uh, sure, kind of I'm amazing sure. and new. I have a feeling, I, I'm not going to be accurate on this, I have a feeling it's happened before, or something similar has happened before, but... This is the first time I can think of it on top of my head. But yeah. I mean, if it did, it was way back when. But I'm, but, I'm pretty sure this mm-hmm. is for foreign language. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, like, you roll back the clock. Or even you start looking at something like BAFTA or whatever. Yeah. Everybody kind of always had their own award show. And it really has honestly been the last 45, 50 years 
that the Oscars has really become this international thing. I mean, it always kind of had it because Hollywood was what it was, but mm-hmm. you generally didn't have quite the same press when you get way back when uh, with people going after award season like you do now, right? Because everybody True. was – it was much more of a localized thing. Yeah. Like the uh, – I think it's the Haoding Awards, if I remember correctly, is how you pronounce it. It's so like the big one in China. Mm-hmm. They've obviously got BAFTA in England. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own thing, and it's been – something more recent the last 50 years where it really started to become something where everyone was really chasing for the Hollywood stuff yeah. with something that wouldn't necessarily be mainstream Hollywood. But yeah, congratulations to Parasite for winning Best Picture. They also won uh, Best Director. Yep. Uh, I've got a bunch of other awards. They won, they, I think they pretty much swept most of the awards. Yeah, they, they were the, the big winners of the night for sure. Yeah. And also another big winner, which I was actually happy for, uh, Taika Waititi won for Jojo Rabbit. For oh, the, yeah. For Best Adapted Screenplay. Yep. So, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, the people who won for uh, this year's best uh, animated short is a, is a short yeah. called uh, Hair Love. They actually dedicated their performance to the, uh, their accepting award to the winner of last year's uh, animated short Oscar, the late Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was really nice of them. I thought that was a really good little highlight. And then they had some good musical mo- moments. Like they had like Janelle Monet and they had uh, Eminem come out there and they had uh, what's the name? Billy Eilish did the yeah. memorial thing. Um, Which are a couple noticeable omissions, but that happens every year. Yeah, that, that always does happen. But, you know, overall, decent show. Again, another show uh, this year without a host. Actually, I think they had a spot where Chris Rock and uh, Steve Martin kind of made fun of that. Yeah. That there was no host. Uh, and both of them are past hosts of the Oscars. And, and if, like I said, the funny part about it is they're both past hosts, and neither one of them wanted to host this. Yeah. <laughs> they still got them up there for an award. Yeah, exactly. It would be weird to see how that goes because from everything I'm seeing and hearing, the numbers were actually down mm-hmm. yeah. significantly this year. Yeah. And then uh, one big girl power moment that I saw during the ceremony was they had uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Wonder Woman, Gal, Gal Gadot, and Ripley. Fucking Sigourney Weaver all together huh. on stage, and they yeah. it. I forgot they were pre- presented for some award, but the whole thing is like it's a big girl yeah. power moment that you know, like women can you know head a box office box office hits. You know what I'm saying? All three of them did. You know well, saying? and one of the best things that you got to give it to Sigourney Weaver, right? Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't even make a deal about it. Like, mm. have you ever talked to anyone and they go, "Oh yeah, Aliens, my favorite female movie." Mm-mm. No, because it's just a fucking great movie that happens to have a female protagonist that goes out and survives, thrives, and kicks alien ass. Yes, she does. Right? Several, so Several times over. That, that, for me, is always the model, and that's what I always want to see. I mean, there's been a lot of decent films coming out recently, but mm-hmm. that's like, honestly, that's like the godfather of that kind of film, if you ask me. I agree with that. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's go ahead and get uh, to some uh, factoids about our uh, subject for this evening. We are going to be watching... The 1998 classic, Blade. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, knock this out from the get. Giving a personal story about this movie with me. In 98, I snuck into a movie theater to go see this movie. Hmm. I was riding my bike. I rode my bike to a local movie theater and I, I, went, I snuck in to watch this movie. And it was the first time I ever watched a movie where I was like completely blown away. How did you sneak in? Um... There's a whole there's a whole trick where like freaking like if you have like an old ticket stub mm. of a movie that's playing at the same time, you just show them now and you sneak in. Yeah, and I just, just walking there with confidence. Oh. And more often than not, especially if they're young and I gonna say shit, 
And the, the ticker tag will be, I think I do, I went to school with, so nobody would say nothing. <gasps> so I went in there, watched the movie. Again, blew my mind. To this day, when I say, is there one movie where you went and watched it and it just like completely just blew you away? Blade was it for me. And to this day, despite all the whole thing with Marvel and DC and all the wonderful movies that they have come out with, and some of the not so wonderful movies that come out with, to this day, Blade is still my favorite superhero movie. I'm on board with it. Yeah, man. So uh, what we're going to do is going to talk about a little bit about the character's history right before we get into the movie. Now, Blade was actually uh, introduced in a comic book called The Tomb of Dracula. It was a very popular comic book in the 70s. They had like a little bit of a horror uh, upkeep or like a resurgence during the 1970s because, uh, you know, pretty much uh, horror comics were the big thing in the 50s. You had like Tales from the Crypt and, you know, EC comics right. and all that stuff. But then they had that, you know, Frederick Wortham um, Seduction of the Innocent debacle where he was like, huh. well, this, this psychiatrist dude wrote this book, Seduction of the Innocent, where he blamed basically comic books for all of uh, ju- all the uh, juvenile delinquency in the world. Okay. And uh, all this other stuff. And people took it to heart. And a lot of those comics, particularly EC Comics, took the brunt of it. And a lot of those comics got canceled. But in the 70s, there were the people that were actually making comics now were kids who were fans of those comics in the, 70, in the, in the 50s. So they decided to bring it up. Now, Tomb of Dracula is really the one that kicked it off. And it was actually written by um, a, a, a comic book writer named Marv Wolfman. And uh, it was penciled and um, drawn by uh, another artist by the name of Gene Colan. Okay. Uh, and like I said, Tomb of Dracula kicked off a resurgence. They had like other comics like uh, Monster of Frankenstein and Werewolf by Night and Adventures into Fear. And they, <laughs> pretty much all those type of stories yeah. were like the no, lots, lots of Tales from the Crypt type shit like Blood and Guts and yeah. stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, but Blade was one particular uh, comic uh, was was a supporting character in Tomb of Dracula. Now, Marv Wolfman himself has actually made some other great contributions to pop culture a lot of people don't realize. Uh, for you Daredevil fans, he created Bullseye. Okay. Yeah. And also, uh, the people who are fans now of Teen Titans, the cartoon mm-hmm. stuff, the, the lineup of Teen Titans that you see on most of the iterations of the last... 10 plus years was like Robin was like Robin Beast Boy Stargirl Cyborg Mm -hmm. that lineup was created by Marv Wolfman really? yeah he created that lineup in the early 80s and at one point the new Teen Titans which is what it was titled was the most popular comic in all of DC Comics actually the biggest rival at that time in terms of sales was the Uncanny X-Men okay so it was X-Men versus Teen Titans in the early 80s in terms of the most popular comics like sales were terrific for both Mm -hmm. titles uh, also, and uh, one thing that I've been talking about ad nauseum for like the last few months, Crisis on Infinite Earths, was the comic book was written by Marv Wolfman. Okay. And they actually gave him a nice cameo in the fifth episode of this, the last episode, the last chapter of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. Okay. And uh, my favorite thing that he's done is he's responsible for the current interpretation of Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. So okay. switching him from you know the '50s mad, you know, power mad, you know, uh, mad scientist or whatever, to the ruthless Donald Trump like businessman. Mm-hmm. That's a Marv Wolfman call. Hmm. So the whole thing of the, the unscrupulous, I'm like I, I get away with it. I'm a humanitarian in the surface, but I'm also this horrible crime lord behind the scenes. That's a Marv Wolfman innovation, baby. That's a great, great yeah. one. Now uh, Gene Colan himself, the artist who uh, initially drew Blade. 
talks about how they came up with the creation of it. Now, this is a quote from Gene Colton. He said, Marv told me that Blade was a black man, and we talked about how he should dress and how he should look. Very heroic looking. That was you know, that was my input. Now, the now the bandolier blades that uh, he wore at the time uh, was Marv's idea. So I dressed him up. I put a leather jacket on him and so on and so forth. Now, the design of Blade, in terms of how he looked, was what they call a composite of black actors. But the main inspiration, Jim Brown. Yeah, that makes sense. Who was also the main inspiration for Luke Cage. Yeah. So the initial designs of both Luke Cage and Blade were both based on Jim Brown, who was huge in the 70s black exploitation scene at the time. You know he, what I'm saying? Oh, he was huge through the 80s, man. Exactly. Now, the initial look of Blade, despite the whole you know black leather shit that we know of Blade, his initial look was he had an afro, and he had like a, a brown, what is it, a green leather jacket, Brown pants, this like greenish uh, yellow visor, and yeah, and he had, and his big thing is he had a bandolier like Rambo style, but it was all like full of like wooden blades. He used wooden blades as opposed to like silver and shit like that. So he's staking them exactly instead of silver. Old school staking them. Hmm. Now, Marv Wolfman himself commented on Blade. He said like if I like I knew if I let him Blade, if I I knew if I let him Blade would eclipse all the other characters in Tomb of Dracula. So I pulled him back. And let the original supporting character shine. I wasn't happy with my Blade dialogue, so I pulled him from the book out of the book for a while, like almost a year. But then I brought him back and I played him a little bit straighter. Now the early Blade dialogue was basically like stereotypical white guy writing a black guy type dialogue. So a lot of jive turkeys and suckers and shit. Get you sucker! I'm gonna get you sucker! You know, blood, <laughs> blood sucker! Yeah, that kind of shit. But yeah, he eventually yeah. made him more straight. You know what I'm saying? And then Blade kind of <clears throat> appeared sporadically from the '70s. Up into the eighties, he really hit his stride in the nineties. Uh, during the time when, like in the uh, early, especially in the early nineties, especially in Marvel comics, where the you know violent antihero was in. Right. I mean, like characters like Wolverine and Ghost Rider and the Punisher. You remember that? Like when we was younger, like even if you didn't know comic books, you you see like video games with these characters on there and shit. They they were everywhere, man. Yeah. That character was hot. So that brought they brought Blade back. And made him primarily like a supporting character for Ghost Rider and different other spirits, like uh, mystical like characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, right before this movie actually got made, there was a lawsuit uh, pertaining to Marvel Wolfman. Uh, Marvel Wolfman actually sued Marvel Comics for ownership over all his characters that he created in Marvel, including Blade. Mm. Now, a ruling came in Marvel's favor, and it was handed down in um, November 6, 2000. Uh, Marv Wolfman's stance is that he had not signed a work-for-hire contract when he created a lot of these characters. However, in a non-jury trial, the judge ruled that Marvel's later use of the character, like characters like Blade, was significantly different to protect it from uh, Marv Wolfman's claim of copyright ownership, so eventually Marvel won out. Yeah, but he's still got to win because they, and I hope I'm not stepping on your toes too much here, they did end up cutting Stan Lee out of the film. True. This is one one uh, Marvel flick. You don't see Stan Lee with cameo. No, you do not. But he was supposed to be in it. I'm going to get to that yes, a little bit later. Yes, he was. Yeah, now, the actual original comic book origin of the character was his name was Eric Stokes Brooks. He was born in a, whore, in a whorehouse in Soho, England in 1929. That was the original origin. <laughs> His mom was a prostitute at this uh, brothel called Madame Vanities. Now, uh, when she was pregnant at the time, she started experiencing some severe labor pains. They called in a doctor to uh, treat her, and the doctor happened to be Deacon Frost, who actually mm-hmm. bit Blade's mom while she was pregnant, uh, pregnant and shit. The thing about it was, she ki- he killed her, but in the process, 
of her changing to pass along certain enzymes to the infant. And Blade was born uh, a, a different type of being called a dampier, uh, which means he was tainted by the vampire's touch, but not converted. And because of that, it gave him like certain abilities. Like he had a prolonged lifespan. Like I say, he was born in 1929. Mm-hmm. He was able to sense supernatural creatures, and he had an immunity, an immunity to complete vampirism. Right. So vampires could bite him, but he, they won't turn him into a vampire. Yeah, it doesn't change him. No. So that was the original interpretation of how Blade looked. Now, in terms of his training, he grew up at, at Madame Vanity's, and he actually helped this uh, old jazz man named Jamal Lafari, who was a... Uh, that doesn't sound like something written by a white man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamal Lafari. And turns come to find out, Jamal Lafari was a vampire hunter and jazz musician. Of course, so as he, one would find. So he trained Blade in both combat and music. <laughs> and Blade eventually became this fantastic athlete with a very, uh, well, basically a more or less a, uh, a, a, a particular expertise in edge weapons like knives and daggers. Hence his nickname, Blade. That's where the name Blade comes from. Now, that's when he gets into the Tomb of Dracula get down. Now, Tomb of Dracula was a, originally about a group of vampire hunters. Uh, one of them was an old man named Quincy Harker, who was the son of Jonathan Harker from the original Dracula novel. Uh, also, uh, Rachel Van Helsing, the great-granddaughter of Abraham Van Helsing, the original Van Helsing, and a couple other people, including one of them was a dude named Frank Drake, who was a descendant, direct descendant of Count Dracula before he got bitten to a vampire. Okay. So, uh, they became, you know, kind of friends and allies, but because Blade was kind of a loner and had, had like a real piss-poor attitude... Uh, they would just occasionally see him like he he preferred to work alone. So like I don't know, whatever y'all want to do this, tell me out whatever. But I'm going <laughs> I'm going to do my own shit. And uh, uh, th- like I said throughout the years, uh, Blade ended up working with people like Doctor Strange. And at one point, uh, Doctor Strange had concocted this thing called the Mon- Montesi formula, which for a time destroyed all vampires in the Marvel universe, including mm-hmm. Count Dracula. And Blade was working with uh, both Hannibal King. And oh well, actually, he met another uh, vampire named Hannibal King, who was like kind of like more like, more like how Blade, how we see Blade now in terms of his powers, like mm-hmm. you know all strengths and all the weaknesses. That was more Hannibal King than Blade initially, and but both of them were uh, victims of Deacon Frost, and that's what that was what connected them, and they they worked together to get rid of Deacon Frost for good in the comic books. Uh, but they worked together. They actually started a detective agency, Borderline Investigations. And they combated supernatural threats. Now, during that time frame, uh, Blade hunted another character that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Morbius, the living vampire. Uh, During one particular mission in New York, uh, Morbius ended up biting Blade. And now that, uh, the the artificial enzymes of freaking Morbius affected Blade to the point where now Blade has the powers that we all know from the movies and comic books, you know, all the strengths and all the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, and also, he developed the thirst and all this stuff. And he's been like that pretty much ever since. Now, that's pretty much the comic book origin of Blade. Now, Blade currently, in the comics, has had a little bit of a resurgence. And he's actually currently a member of the Avengers. So, they they, yes. you know, they, always, they, they tend to always have, like, a guy that's, like, specializes in one area. Blade is now the supernatural guy. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Blade made it to the big time. He's an Avenger <laughs> now. Now, in terms of the development of the movie, uh, initially, producer Lee Greenberg actually wanted to get involved with uh, adapting Blade to TV uh, early on as a companion series to a show called She-Wolf of London, 
<laughs> Which, you know, obviously everybody knows that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of that, the, since the other <laughs> since the other show was a disappointment, they aborted the Blade TV show. And yeah, actually, apparently, apparently at one point, he actually met with Richard Roundtree about playing Blade. Dude, if you you've got that whole list of who they were looking at, right? Yeah, yeah. that was a weird list. Yeah, and then another producer named Peter Frankfurt actually had just finished the uh, Tupac Shakur movie Juice. Okay, and he had a uh, he, had, he just happened to have a can- chance conversation with the head of Marvel Films at the time. He was talking about the absence of black superheroes in comics, and this is a quote from Frankfurt. A few days later, I received a copy of a Blade comic book in the mail. And Blade appealed to me because he was not your typical superhero. He killed vampires and he exacted a vengeance. And even Stan Lee says Blade had a dark side. That's, mm-hmm. That was, that was, no, that was uh, Stan's comment on Blade. But eventually Frankfurt met with Stan Lee and another uh, Marvel executive, Avi Arad, who was kind of like the main guy. He was like Kevin Feige before Kevin Feige, Avi yeah. Arad. He was like the main Marvel guy in terms of getting up. Getting different productions done. It's like you, if you look at like a lot of the old credits of like Spider-Man the animated series or X-Men or some of the earlier Marvel films like Daredevil and stuff like that, you'll see the Avi Arad name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he uh, they met together uh, with uh, Mike DeLuca, the head of New Line Cinema. He actually acquired he at that point DeLuca had actually acquired a bunch of different um, uh, comic book properties in the hope of making them into hit films. In particular. The Mask, which is a favorite of yours. Yes, it is. And Spawn. Which, uh, is actually, it's another favorite of mine. Really? I, 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 Look, as a comic series, I don't think the execution was what it should have been for the film. The comic series of Spawn was dope. The animated series on HBO was hella yeah, dope. For the sure. movie, yeah. Look, it's not everything's a home run every time. But it's as a concept, it's mm-hmm. great. But in terms of uh, Mike DeLuca's reaction to a Blade movie, definite go. What, do you know? Do you know who they were looking at originally for Blade? Yes, there's a bunch of lists. Uh, like, the, the two that blew me off uh, the most in terms yeah. of like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. Yeah, which is less freaky than what I'm about to say. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, and, then, and I love Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, but seriously, you can see him doing the Wesley Snipes shit. And another one was LL Cool J. I could actually see LL Cool J. Yeah, those are the guys that were kind of like. In the, in the air right there for who will play Blade. I, I, look, LL Cool J might be doing some kind of campy shit or whatever with NCIS LA right now. Mm-hmm. But the dude can act. And he's, he's physical as hell. Yes, he is. As Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox too. Like, either one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. But any of those guys, it makes sense. Lawrence Fishburne? No, I mean, specifically as Jamie Foxx or how physical oh, no, no, LL Cool know, J is. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the actual script itself... Uh, they decided to go with uh, David S. Goyer, who was like a kind of yep. a minor screenwriter at the time. He had some movies out there. Yeah, I think he did like one of those like demonic dolls type movies. Yeah, I mean, it was it was look, he was a he was an up and comer. Yeah, and uh, the main thing that really impressed him in terms of his work was uh, the Jean Claude Van Damme movie Death Warrant, which he wrote. Yeah, and also he also wrote uh, Crow City of Angels, the sequel. To, to oh, really? Uh, yeah, he wrote that. I I didn't realize that. So he, you, I never. I don't think I've ever watched the sequel. I, I watched. I watched one. I watched the one they had with uh, Eddie Farlong. Mm. It's pretty bad. <laughs> You're proving my point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they actually hired David S. Goyer to be the writer for uh, Blade, and uh, he actually penned the script. The first le- he said he wrote the first legit draft of it within eight weeks of being hired, which is pretty damn good. And one thing they wanted to do, which de- which Goyer really got on, was they wanted to change. The theme of the vampire. They wanted it to pretty much defy all the usual 
vampire cliches that you see in a bunch of different all the, movies. All the standard tropes. Yeah. And one, at one particular point, there was actually him and the director, Goyer and the director, were talking about like uh, the crosses and shit like that. You know, the typical stuff that you see in vampire movies. Like, what if the vampire was Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> with the, That's hilarious. Yeah, with, 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 with the cross work on him. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. So the script that Goyer delivered was uh, anything but ordinary. Stan Lee actually read it. Mm. And he's like, because he, uh, he had a reputation of being disappointed with a lot of the film adaptations of his comic books. But he said Goyer's screenplay did not miss. He's like, he nailed it. It was a very, very scary script with a surprise on every page. The vampires were terrifying and fantastic at the same time. I had never seen anything like it anywhere. And then also same thing with the producer, like they, uh, Mike DeLuca and Peter Frankfurt read it and they said, you know what, this is an epic action movie and it's going to need an epic action star. So they got the ball rolling up. Oh yeah, and then another thing, David S. Goya actually revealed a couple years later that David Fincher actually helped him with the script. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Like, Fincher's a twisted guy. Yeah, while he was working. That makes on, sense. While he was working on Seven. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, he helped out with the twistedness of Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Now, in terms of the director, they went with uh, Steve Norrington, who at that point was mainly known for doing music videos. And uh, he, But he had a very imaginative eye, and uh, they needed somebody with an unlimited imagination. And they said Steven didn't want to do anything that tasted or smelled familiar to a regular vampire movie. And actually, Wesley Snipes was a fan of a debut film that he did, Death Machine. He said he said it's got amazing special effects, even for its moderate budget. Yeah, I never heard of it either. <coughs> and apparently it's on the Wesley Snipes list of all time great movies okay yeah so so Wesley Snipes' endorsement is really what got got him in Steve, yeah I mean it, but then so often that's the case and since we're talking about Mr. Wesley Snipes let's talk about Wesley Snipes <laughs> <laughs> so Wesley at this point had become a huge action star here and he's back finally yeah but at that point <laughs> this is what he was this is this is what his like his insurgence yeah. so he did Passenger 57 Black Die Hard which I like to call it yeah that works fair <laughs> yeah. enough Black Die Hard he did you know Rising Sun I think it was Sean Connery yeah. and then he did uh, Demolition Man oh yeah that's right he yeah, already I did, forgot he, he did Demolition he, Man he already did Demolition Man so he was a huge star this time and one thing that uh, Wesley was actually involved in for years that he wanted to get done, but unfortunately it never happened, he wanted to do Black Panther, even back in the 90s. In fact, I think I read an interview right after he did Passenger 57. He said the next movie he was going to do was Black Panther. But unfortunately that didn't work out. Black Panther didn't come out till 2018. Yeah, and he... I mean, aside from being a little bit old for it, he, you know... Yeah, he had his issues. <laughs> he had his he, issues. He, yeah, he went to jail for a little it, while. It's so. a, well, look, and, and it, could, it could happen to anyone on this business side of stuff. I mean, basically, if you don't know the story, it, it comes down to uh, really bad accountants, and uh, he was just like, fuck it, put me in jail. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, now, Wesley, at this point, said that uh, he hey, was... Yeah. Sorry, it could have been worse, because yeah. he could have done the Nick Cage thing and just true. made a ton of shit to pay off the back taxes. That is true. And, I mean, let's be honest, like, this hasn't been Nick's best run. Not at all. Yeah, I, I can't think of one of these other movies that he's done. That I'm like, since since he got into that thing, like, he was just, yes, yes, meeting quote, meeting quote, yep, 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 yep. Does sad, too. It's sad when it gets like that, too. Yep, but look, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure from everything, all the, you know, rumors and shit around town, yeah. I think the guy's finally done. Yeah. And so now he's going to get back to picking stuff he likes yeah. and hopefully some stuff that's good. Actually, funny enough, they're trying to do another National Treasure. I, I would, honestly, I would watch it. It was all right. 
It was okay. Yeah. The first one was better than the second one. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Blade, uh, sorry, Wesley Snipes himself said he was actually unfamiliar with the Blade comics, but he did read them and he saw more of a connection to the black exploitation heroes of the 70s. He said, I basically approached Blade as this really cool character where I get to do martial arts and wear a leather suit. So he's thinking Shaft and shit like that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Which is good to go. I'm yeah. good with that. And he said at that point in his career, Blade was obviously the most physically challenging role he had ever done. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He said, I've been waiting for years to do this for a long time. Blade gave me the opportunity to pay homage to some classic uh, Asian films. Uh, we're doing stuff with swords and other weapons and wires, things that you might only see in Hong Kong. Now, Blade, he said Blade was highly, you know, and uh, they basically wanted uh, Blade to be highly disciplined. And uh, that influences the way he wages war on vampires. He moves with almost surgical precision, which you see mm-hmm. in the movie. Like, crisp and clean. Like, like if you listen to the commentary of, of, the, of the original Blade movie, which we're about to watch, uh, Western Snipes goes into great detail about like all the different martial arts he does. That's that's this that's this move and that's that move because he's like a multiple black belt, multiple disciplines. So, yeah, man, like you see, he had a lot of fun doing this shit, man. Oh, it, it absolutely has a strategy, and again, that goes to that actor's craft, making sure he's got the psychology of who he's playing. Yes, sir. Now, the budget of Blade was forty-five million dollars. It began filming on uh, actually in this month, February fifth. 1997 ended in June of that year, and they basically filmed in and around Los Angeles with a lot of shots being done in Death Valley. Uh, all the actual sets themselves were constructed uh, basically at this one uh, <laughs> this one place called the uh, Red Ken Shampoo Factory, which is actually in Canoga Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much the budget going into it now. Now, I've talked a lot about, you know, the making of this movie, and I've talked about how the characters initially supposed to be seen. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to watch the movie. I'm on board. All right. Yeah. So, if you're watching it with us, folks, we are pressing play. Hold on. We gotta, we're we're using movie. Amazon Prime, so let's get it queued up. I'm sorry. We got queued up. We were we were talking after we got it queued up, and we were just getting everything. So. Well, we are pressing play now. We got the New Line Cinema, which... This is the blade uh, right here, hidden because it's red rather than blue. Mm-hmm. New Line Cinema, the house that Freddie built. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. The made the first major New Line Cinema movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's still in business today. Mm-hmm. I'm Raw Films production mm-hmm. of Imaginary Forces. A Steve Norrington picture. This is pretty much his calling card, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, still to this day. All right, so here we go. 1967. Mm-hmm. All these different uh, extras <laughs> passing by. Well, you got to have extras. And now we got a, one, a young here woman being... Bleeding from her neck. Young Sanaa Lathan. Mm-hmm. Daughter of legendary director Stan Lathan. And this is actually the best way to do a period piece um, where it's just like two seconds of your opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's going to be the cheapest bit that you can do, especially something like a hospital because the building doesn't change. You're really just rolling in some different set deck. And no specific clothing. Yep. Now you see Vanessa. Yep. Vanessa Brooks, that's mm-hmm. her name. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're trying everything they can to save her, get the baby out of her. Mm-hmm. Very dark baby. Mm-hmm. And she's in there. What was that? Uh, 
What was it that uh, Charlie Murphy said that, uh, oh shit, that uh, Rick James used to call him and Eddie? Oh, uh, He says before Wesley Snipes. Darkness. <laughs> yeah. Twin brother Darkness. Exactly. Both him and Eddie. I love, I love yeah. this shot. It's like, you know. It's like one of the only cool looking places in look LA. Look at the, the right time, the, of, time lapse and shot of LA with the, with all the different shadows. So basically showing the time changing and mm-hmm. it's now it went from day to night in a couple seconds. Well, I mean, that's the only like really kind of mm-hmm. cool looking downtown now. part of LA. Mm-hmm. Now we got a couple here. Uh, the guy, uh, I forgot the actor's name, but he's actually on SWAT now. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on TV SWAT. Show? Yeah, he's on, yeah, and the girl here is Tracy Lords. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tracy Lords? Well, Tracy Lords, ladies and gentlemen, was a former porn star. Uh, she has since become a, uh, a, a, a regular actress in a lot of different like genre movies. But in the mid-80s, she used a fake ID to conceal the fact that she was actually two years underage when she started doing triple X movies. And she actually became one of the more popular porn actresses of her time. But unfortunately, there was a tip to the FBI about her real age. And basically, all her films ended up being outlawed except for like the ones that she made in her last year as a porn star. But like I said, she has since yeah. become a more respected actress. She uh, became one of the regulars for a lot of John Waters movies. She's in Cry Baby and uh, a couple yeah, other ones. She's been around. Yeah, and actually, the last thing I saw her in major was uh, Zack and Mirror make a porno. The Kevin Smith movie. She was in that? Who did she play? She was uh, the older chick or whatever. Like, uh, Oh, the older porn star? The older porn star, yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, but she, <laughs> she was great in it. Yeah, she actually was. Yeah, she's great, but she's creepy. Yeah. And now we're in the club here, the bloodbath. Which is actually inside of a meatpacking plant. Yeah. Which is perfect for... Yeah. And we get our first shots of uh, Mercury. Uh, who we find out later is Deacon's girl, mm-hmm. uh, actress, well, well, model, uh, Arlie Jover, I believe that's her name, that's how you pronounce it. And uh, she pretty much is just like, you know, she was picked basically just because for her sex appeal, apparently to Norrington, because yeah. she couldn't act to save her fucking life. But she, she <laughs> that looks, never happens but she looks, But she looks like a model. Well, that's what she's playing. Yeah, exactly. And actually, the club scene here, the song is Confusion by New Order. Like, I never knew the name of the song for years. Like I just, but yeah, very you know, it gives you a good little indication of the setting with the you know the cyberpunk look and yeah, man, like a lot of a lot of weirdo haircuts and shit. And this which guy, is like early cyberpunk, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of <laughs> this guy just getting hella disrespected in this club. Everybody's yeah. just pushing the hell out of him. Like he's pushing him hard too. Because he doesn't know where he really is. Exactly. And then his girl he came in with, like, said to hell. Now we get our first shot of our villain, Deacon Frost. Mm. Great shot, too, man. With the Great short, moment. See Peter Frankfurt and Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you see, like, all the shrub, like, created by Marvel Wolfman and Gene Colan. Yep. Yeah. Love this. Written by I'll, David S. Goyer. Yeah. I like the newsy cap. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He, I, I had one like that when I was his age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see some blood on his hand. Where the hell's the blood coming from? And this this is here, right? Old boy getting some head in the vampire. Ugh. Like, mm-hmm. but I think about it, that's a vampire chick, so she got the teeth. Yeah, it's all, it's all pretty bad. And he's like, "What the hell's going on? Why is there blood on me? Why is there blood on me? Why did I taste the blood? Yeah." And then he looks up, and you see the name of the bar, Bloodbath, and it's just blood everywhere, which is a cool way to open a fucking movie. Yeah. 
Look at all that, look at all that corn syrup, man. Yeah, that's a sticky day. I bet this was hot. It hot. actually makes perfect sense, again, why they do this in something like, mm-hmm. you know, a, <laughs> a slaughterhouse. I bet it was so gross. Super sticky. Yeah. And actually, during the slaughterhouse thing, when they're coming in there, one thing we didn't notice uh, as he was walking by is uh, the, uh, the guy actually bumped into a body bag. A, oh, human, yeah. a human body bag. But now he sees, for the first time, everybody's vampires. Yeah. He's not here. <laughs> he looks around, just the cover, like vampires covered in blood with fangs. Yeah. yeah. God, man, it's so sticky. Ugh. I would, oh man, I, I would have loved to have been in this movie, but same time, I would not, not have liked it. Be in, in this scene, though. And they almost never give you poor extras, like when you're doing that kind of thing. Well, before, I've done it. They yeah. never gave me mm-hmm. any anything to wear, so I'm always wearing my own clothes to get all messed up. Exactly. But now we get our first shot of. Blade, and the club just stops, bro. Blood stops. Everything mm-hmm. just stops. Shut down. Party's yeah. over. And you just see like everybody. Yeah, woo, all right, yeah. They still get a couple woos, but they look up, and we see the Daywalker for the first time. Mm-hmm. Look how cool and just pristine was this nice Total looks. badass. Oh my god! And even all the vampires are like, oh fuck, it's him. It's the Daywalker. <laughs> yeah, you know these like writhing creatures is back in the way because they know what the fuck's about to happen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he looks so fucking cool. This is yeah. This now that I now that I said out loud that Steve Norrington is a music video director, I can definitely see a lot. Like it, right? I definitely see a lot of music video here. Dope ass music video too. Well, and it works because I mean they're opening like I mean essentially a music video. Ah, boom. Yeah. And I'm a, now he uh, breaks out with the shotgun with the stakes in it. Well, it's the first time you see this version of a death for a vampire, too. Yes, yeah, sir. Where they catch on fire and disintegrate. Yeah, man. It's so cool. So they just, everybody's just disintegrate, just turning yeah. into ash. Uh, yeah. Boom. Just taking out everybody. Tracy Lords. Her fucking head off. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not done yet. No, she is not. Shot to the crotch and boom, <laughs> stick to the head. Then you get the, the heavy techno, and you see like that. Wesley in the commentary, Wesley describes each move. I forgot the exact uh, disciplines. Oh yeah, totally, totally goes through it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like this is Shotokan. This is a uh, Hapkido. You know, <laughs> he's saying shit like that. You know, in the in the blade voice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Man. He's doing like his uh, his uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He's not dropping characters yeah, to, 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 to the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Oh, drop character to the DVT commentary. He's right. He didn't. No, nope, he didn't. <laughs> Man, look at that gun. I, I forgot there's like a uh, Mac 11, I believe, with uh, all the silver bullets in it. Yeah. And we got Donald Logue as Quinn, the, the ultimate vampire. Young Donald Logue. Yeah, the ultimate vampire lackey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck you, Mark! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, man. Just going to town when he used this sword, man. I was like, oh my man, like when I saw this one, I was like, well, I was like four, I was like fourteen when I saw this the first Fantastic time. Fantastic martial arts. Dude, this is the ultimate like movie for like a fourteen year old black kid. <laughs> Dude, for any fourteen yeah. year old kid. Yeah, but, but specifically for, sure, for a yeah. black kid. I actually have the name of this this little uh thing he has that spins around. I'm gonna name that a little bit later. But like thing goes around. Like, like, in my opinion, I think Blade is a little more Batman than Batman. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. well, yeah, 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 te- te- the current iteration. Technically is a more Batman Batman. 
you know, more of a dark, uh, you know, spirit of vengeance type guy where, you know, yeah. and he actually does the, like, bat-like moves and shit. Doesn't need, like, gadgets for it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this shit. <laughs> With the two stakes on it, yeah. He's, like, speaking in, like, Slavic or some shit like that. Yeah. It's supposed to be the vampire language. A lot of that shit. Queen, I'm tired of, I'm tired of having to finish you off. I thought I'd try fire for a change. But he's so damn cool here. Like I said, and actually, like, because we talked about the early look of Blade. Yeah. How you had the uh, green leather jacket and all the shit. The look of Blade with the black leather didn't actually come around to the early 90s. When, Like I said, we had this little resurgence. Um, that's when they changed the look of Blade. He kept the same original powers, but they gave him, like, kind of like the fade. And they gave him this all black, like, shaft-like leather suit with a red shirt. And that's when he first adopted the souls in the 90s. Now, this scene here where the cops come in, mm-hmm. Stan Lee was actually supposed to be one of the cops. He's actually there. They dropped him. Yeah. At the last minute, yeah. Now, uh, the crazy thing, just since we're talking about yeah, his yeah. look that I noticed, yeah. is the flat top. Yeah, yeah. But actually, uh, I just want to stop oh, sorry, here. I want to stop here because this is my absolute favorite shot in the movie. Look at this. Yeah. Dark alley with the wind, the papers, just the lone Avenger walking off into the night. I can take you to that alley if you Dude, want. Dude, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know where that is? I know what it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the crazy thing for me with, with that one in particular right there, mm-hmm. going from the afro to the most 1990s version fade. of a flat top that, fade that, that, is, that, see, is a, that is a fade, I baby. mean, that definitely put as much of a time stamp on it yeah. as, a, as an afro would. Look, look at this burnt husk in this, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, that's rank, yeah. And now we got Karen, Dr. Karen Jensen, played by Boucher Wright. Mm-hmm. Now, Karen was actually supposed to be a white actress in the original script, but Wesley Snipes is actually the one who said, you know, she got to be black. So She's a killer actress, too. Yeah, her first her first big thing that I remember seeing her in was uh, Fresh, mm. the movie Fresh, because she was like the drug yeah. out big sister in Fresh, and she was like getting like smashed down by like, Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> <laughs> All, yeah. you know, all you all you really saw was her, you know, sweaty and like, in a bed, like it was just like incoherent and shit. But yeah, she killed it. And also, she went on to do other movies. Like she's like uh, she's in Dead Presidents. Yeah, and she did a bunch of other uh, TV shows and shit. Now, this actual whole conversation about them two being like a couple, uh, uh, <laughs> David S. Goyer refers to this scene as the the Melrose Place segment. Uh, placing a dull romantic segment to lull the audience <laughs> into a false sense of security. Right, right uh, before it goes back to hell again. Yeah, the studio yeah. actually wanted to cut the scene, but uh, they actually fall for it, and it actually works. Yeah, you know, it does. I like it. Yeah. Well, you, look, I mean, this. The other thing too is it was you got to roll back in time because yeah. currently now mm-hmm. everything you go in any kind of action movie, it's like adrenaline the whole way through. You don't get any pacing like you used to. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's another thing about this movie. It's a well-paced movie. Very well-paced. Yeah, man. And uh, this actor here, Tim, I think it's Gurney, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Gini or Gurney. Actually, this is the second vampire movie he's in this year, in 1998. What was the other one? John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, really? He's in that. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he's in that shit, too. And actually, I saw him in a bunch of other TV shows. Like he, I remember uh, he did, when he was younger, he did like a Spencer for Hire. And the most recent thing I saw him in, he was on uh, Elementary on CBS. He's like a, a FBI informant okay. for Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Which is really cool. Look, Curtis, it's over. <laughs> yes, it is. Curtis gets bit in the neck by Quinn. Now, Donald Lowe was actually supposed to have a much smaller part, but they thought he was so funny that they expanded him and let him add a good portion of his dialogue. 
Now, the fucked up part about this scene here, that is actually Donald Logue in full prosthetics. Yeah. But he actually fell and, uh, like I said, he just started screaming. Everybody's like, what the hell's going on? He dislocated his jaw when he fell. Apparently, uh, oh, uh, apparently he had like a, a motorcycle accident years prior. And because of that, his jaw, for some reason, unhinges and gets locked into place by, you know, if, if he gets hit, hit heavy or some shit like that. So he dislocated when he got hit? Yeah. And then, I don't know if you say he slipped and fell or if he got hit or something. I, th- I think he said he slipped and fell. But uh, but when he fell, yeah, he dislocated. I love this shit. Motherfucker, you out of your damn mind? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh... Yeah, he dislocated his jaw and shit. And then fucking they had to treat him and get taken to the hospital, but he's still in heavy prosthetics from this shit. So they didn't know what's going and on. Yeah, they didn't know what's wrong with him. I like this is dope. He just runs out and like into the night, man. That's a dope scene. Yeah. And now she's on the ground, having been bitten. This poor innocent bystander. Mm-hmm. Blade, you know, looking over. I like this shot too. Looming, it's you know, very well shot. You know, looming over, and then he's about to leave her, but then he hears the flashbacks of his mother. Everybody's like, "Why would he remember that he was a baby? Like, you, you a vampire? You don't know what a vampire remember? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in this world, you know you what got a vampire the vampire side of things. Yeah, maybe he has like total recall. You know what I'm really? saying? He remembers everything. I mean, supposedly, like if you got a certain version of. You know, whatever when it comes to that sort of thing. Like, uh, what is it that that guy Sheldon? Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Like, yeah. he supposedly can remember his own birth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that far fetched. No, no, no. weirdo. Apparently, those cops suck at shooting. Did you see that shit? Mm-hmm. And this is bad CGI, unfortunately. Oh, well, dude, it was ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. I do love this shot, though. Like, but not, you can you can kind of see you can kind of mm-hmm. see like the early stages of what would eventually become the Matrix. I was just about to say that like a lot of the stuff you see in this movie, actually a lot of people credit the Matrix for, but Blade kind of did it first. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this like cops the, that can't shoot for shit. Cops <laughs> that can't shoot for shit, and also the crazy like leaping and shit like that. But more notably, they do bullet time before the Matrix. That's true. Yeah, in the later scene here, you'll see they do bullet time. This shit here, like this, he's killing it with his M16. Which, hold on though. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that the security forces at a A hospital hospital just happen to have an M16 sitting around? Mm -hmm. And and apparently, you know what? He's a leftover SWAT guy from uh, from Blues Brothers or something. The hut 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 guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that exact same like oversized flak jacket on Mm -hmm. with that turned around backwards. Now we're getting some great overhead shots of L.A. in the morning. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm-
Because it's got, I mean, that there's only a handful of places in LA that have this large industrial look. This, this is way. a beautiful, beautiful car yeah. drifting into this factory. Like, what's the factory here? Oh, this is pretty much their Batcave. Mm. Realistically, like I Batman. said, more Batman than Batman. Way more Batman than Batman. Now we get our introduction of Chris Christopherson as Whistler. One of the most badass veterans ever. Now, the thing about it is, the character of Whistler was not even created until the 90s. Like, specifically on Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yep. Cartoon. And he was voiced by, I believe, uh, another veteran actor. I think Malcolm McDowell voiced him on uh, hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, but the, but the executives of Marvel like that character so much they didn't put him in there. Yeah, and like I said, uh, Blade's first multimedia appearance other than this movie was on Spider Man the Animated Series. It was actually like he 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 became like a recurring character on there for a couple of years, and they had this one little storyline where they had uh, the birth of Morbius the Vampire, and right as Morbius is created, Blade comes into New York to hunt him down, and, and he ends up teaming with Spider Man, etc. etc. We learn about his story. Spider Man the Animated Series really established the Blade that we know now. Mm. So, like, it's a couple episodes, a little arc called The uh, Neogenic Nightmare, Blade the Vampire Hunter. I believe mm-hmm. it's the first one, but it's a, a couple of episode arc, and it's really good. Now we see that Whistler is injecting her with allium, allium sediment, garlic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't think you should do this in real life. No, I really should <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're the one with the medical training. But. Yeah, no, no, inject a person with garlic? No, you shouldn't do that. But uh, in terms of the Choices of who they wanted for Whistler before uh, Chris Christopherson. They had like uh, Patrick McGoon was the first choice. Hmm. And they also wanted, this is one that would have been cool if they did it, Mark Singer, Beastmaster. I I mean, I look, I love Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can see it. I, I, would love, I, would, yeah, I would buy Mark Singer being Whistler. I can either. see it. I yeah. can see it. Yeah. And now we got the... The Vampire Council. The Vampire Council. This is so cool with the sharp suits. and mm-hmm. the, Like the multiracial, you know, multi-age yeah. type deal. And then the head of it, uh, Dragonetti, played by veteran actor Udu Kerr. Mm-hmm. Blit. The Daywalker. Still pursuing his ridiculous crusade. This is actually the third time he's played a vampire. The only thing I've got to say the, that I'm not 100% on with this one is mm-hmm. I really don't like the chairs. Me either. They're too saggy. Yeah. And then, of course, they got the vampire lawyer, which is almost a, like an oxymoron. That's, I was going to say, it's like a double <laughs> entendre. That's an oxymoron. Right? <laughs> a vampire lawyer. But Udu Kerr actually played Dracula in a movie. Okay. Uh, and played a vampire in another movie, but he played Dracula in one of the movies. And now we got our first real shot of Deacon Frost played by indie favorite Stephen Dorff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much he just loves the indie so much so that he kind of gives this conceited like kind of air about him about playing anything else other than the indies. So, Which works perfect for this role. Exactly. Now a little bit more into Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson is actually in the Country Music Hall of Fame. And he wrote, uh, one of his most famous songs that he wrote is uh, Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. He wrote that song. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's right. Huh. And he also won a Golden Globe for Best Actor for uh, one of the other versions of A Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> the one with him and Barbra Streisand. Yeah, the, the earlier. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. This is this, is so this cool. back and forth in here is yeah. fantastic too. Yeah. And Deacon Frost is another one that changed from the original interpretation of the character to what they do in the movie. Here you see him as this young, brash, kind of like you know, uh, 
Gen X version of a, essentially yeah, yeah. Fight, fighting the the baby boomers with the leather jacket and the big collars and shit. Whereas the original version looks more like a good a good reference for what original uh, Deacon Frost looks like. He actually looks like Count Dooku. Yeah, Christopher Lee when he plays Count Dooku. That, gray hair, gray hair, distinguished, etc. But the nice thing about this in particular, right? So you're able to kind of showcase that from a story standpoint, there's this division going on even within the vampire world, right? Where you have the the old guard and the way that it's been set up. And this is where they kind of give you that little bit. Even though they don't get into too deep a detail, mm-hmm. they point out how they've made a deal with all the politicians that only a certain number of you know humans essentially are going to be fed upon. And they basically kind of explain to you how you've been sold out. Yeah. And you can see the new guard that's chafing at you know the, the status quo. They're, they're bucking at it. They want to push forward. They want to do something new. Mm-hmm. And that's where every element of the, the production design really comes into play. You get that contrast, like you're saying, with the leather and everything versus mm-hmm. the old Brooks Brothers. Mm-hmm. I like this line here. <laughs> One day you're going to wake up and find yourself extinct. <laughs> that's a great line. It is. It's fantastic. Especially for you know what's supposed to be a bunch of immortals. Mm-hmm. And there's like, huh, it's this young whippersnapper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this. I when like, these children learn? I like this scene here. Like, kind of give Blade a little bit. You know, he has a community. Mm-hmm. You know, people like you know people that are out there that are like him. People dig what he's doing, mm-hmm. and they want to help. <laughs> so basically, Blade comes to a goddamn head shop <laughs> <laughs> and gets him some syrup. I like that like he pays with like ill gotten goods. Like they're not really ill gotten, he's stealing from vampires. Yeah, I mean like yeah. it's you know, it's, it's taking money from terrorists basically. Exactly. You know, so he's taking a bunch taking of Rolexes. A bunch of Rolex watches from vampires they kill rings and Rolex watches. But the serum, I like that, man. Uh, Same thing. Introducing Spider Man the animated series. Yeah. So like it's another one like freaking like this this great connection to everybody everything comes back to Spider Man. It does. Like the Mobius. The Morbius movie coming out. That's heavily Spider-Man. The this only, shit here. Rip Man, Mom, only, also, thing, only thing mm-hmm. doesn't come back? Yeah. DC. True. Yeah, yeah. Cause they most, have, most of the time. Because <laughs> they have an issue right now because Birds of Prey just came out as we were recording yeah. this. And it's not doing well at the box office. But funny enough, I've heard several people say it's really good. Yeah. It just a lot of people don't know what the hell it's about because they just don't Marketing it. on it hasn't been great and it's always hard to release anything right around award season. And they're talking because about the awards, whatever gets the awards is going to be what, mm-hmm. what dominates the press. And because of the fact that it's not doing so well, they're actually talking about changing the uh, marketing right now, even in the middle of the run, to from uh, to change it from Birds of Prey to just Harley Quinn. Hmm. Which is weird. Already, Sounds about right. Now you see, now you see she's in uh, Blade's little lair. You see some of his stuff. You see his little meditation uh Accoutrement, mm-hmm. and now she sees, you know. Uh, Apparently, he plays chess by himself. And his his mama's driver's license is out on the bow for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me that he plays chess by himself. Now, in the original script, which I actually read a couple of days ago, uh, when she's doing this, like exploring or whatever, she actually finds this jar with a baby vampire in it. Yeah, but they cut it out because the executives got a little grossed out. Yeah, thought people would be be too creeped out by it. But still, that's pretty. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she oh, sees, this part, yeah. I love this part. She starts playing the things that aren't hers. Exactly. She sees the sword, and like, she doesn't realize she just triggered the goddamn security feature on it. Mm-hmm. Sees a little thing turning around on there. Tries to get a little close, and. Think! 
would have took your damn head off. Or took your hand off. Yeah, that's what I'm Took your hand off and we touched it. Yeah, a couple of fingers at least. Mm-hmm. And now we get a good little indication of like what Blaze's actual life is like. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you see Whistler mixing up the serum, talking about, you know, building up a resistance. You know, you got to take it easy and shit. Just make me some more serum, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you see the relationship and she's uh, sneaking around watching this yeah. but I just think here too, like he's like sitting in the goddamn medical barber's, chair. That's well, the barber's chair they're strapping him to. Mm-hmm. And I gotta give uh, Chris Christopherson or Whistler credit here because at one point like he grabs Blade's hand as he's going to the spasm. Now, Blade is superhumanly strong and Whistler's able to, you know, hang in there with him. Like, which is crazy. I'm surprised his hand wasn't broken. Yeah. Put the mouth guard in there. <laughs> you motherfucker. You <laughs> <laughs> hit him with the pneumatic goddamn uh, little thing for his serum. Yep. That's crazy though. You know what I'm saying? Having to have the serum in order to suppress the thirst. Yep. Like, he goes into full spasm here. Look at that. Damn. Look. Hey. How you gotta get, he was definitely working out for this movie. Gotta give Whistler some credit, man. Both of them are working out, really. It's hmm. crazy. She's seen this. She is beautiful, man. No bullshit, right? They both look at him like he right. caught her doing something wrong. Like, like, God, <laughs> like God damn it. And this is actually the first time you can really tell that Whistler's got a bum leg. Yeah. Because prior to this, he's not even trying to move, and so he just doesn't yeah. doesn't pick up, doesn't register. Yeah. And also, she he introduces himself as Abraham Whistler, which is another nod to, uh, you know, uh, Van Helsing, Abraham yeah. Van Helsing from the original Dracula novel. So another little piece of vampire lore there. <laughs> <laughs> I like this shit. Like just spilling all over the gas. I'm gonna light a cigarette right by the gas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely has that I don't give a damn attitude. I don't give a goddamn I'm vampires. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about some damn fire. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, there was my a... paint job. Uh, fuck my paint yeah. job. Oh, yeah. There actually was a character in the comics named Bible John Carrick that a lot of people feel that Whistler is based on. And he was actually in one of the Blade solo series. Uh, same thing. Him and... Uh, actually, another thing here, the, the map that you see Blade looking at while they're talking, yeah. it's actually a map of New Orleans. Really? Yeah. And think about it is New Orleans was kind of like a backdrop to a lot of the Blade stories because like I said he uh, specialized in both vampire hunting and jazz. So he had yeah. like so there was like an after hour spot that Blade would play at and he would, he would go hunt vampires and shit. So uh, but yeah that's another nod to the original Blade stories. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. But yeah uh, same thing with Bible John Carrick. Uh, both of guys were white haired bearded unkempt older men who were veterans of vampire hunting and they would supply Blade with weapons. So a lot of the elements of Whistler are based on Bible John Carrick. I like mm-hmm. this. I like this here, man. Like, you hook him up with the UV light? You're so big. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I gotta say... This is so... It looks so fucking cool, look, bro. Think, thinking about LA, right? And yeah. shooting this thing. Yeah. Leather pants. Oh my God. Bomber <laughs> jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather duster. And then keep in mind, they like this is like through spring to June, Holy spring shit. to summer, shooting this shit. God, that is hot. I I don't even know, man. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I guess like I was saying, it's got to be over near like one of the ports or something. Yeah, it's the only way it wouldn't just be like swelteringly hot. Yeah, I like 
I like how they're sitting here explaining the whole get down of what the operation, you know what I'm saying? There's vampires, what it is, like, like they own the police. And then, okay, go ahead and you have a good luck. See you later. Exactly. And then she <laughs> says, even she says that, like, fuck it, y'all just gonna pitch me up and send me on my way. Mm-hmm. I like this shit here. Yeah, y'all just patch me up and send me on my way. And then she gives, gives a little thing of vampire mace, silver and garlic mixed together in a little, in a little fucking mace thing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all you got. He said he's unfortunately. You know? <laughs> he, 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 even he said it like, unfortunately, bystanders like yourself get in crossfire sometimes. But I do love this speech here, where he's like, "By the way, buy yourself a gun. You find yourself sensitive to the sunlight. Find yourself thirsty, no matter how much you had to drink. And I suggest you take that gun and use it on yourself. Better that than the alternative. Yep. You turn around and fucking fantastic shot of blade." Mm-hmm. That is the alternative, baby. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> the, the alternative. alternative. Or Blade's gonna find you. Yeah, better, <laughs> better that than the alternative. And here you go, right into that shot you're talking about. Jesus, looming. Mm-hmm. God, this is my favorite Lesser Snipes thing ever, dude. Absolutely, it, it's his best. Oh, question. Man, I love Wesley. I love a lot of Wesley's work. Passage of Fifty Seven probably a close number two, but this is number one with a fucking bullet. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love the shot here with fucking past the past the light bridge and shit with all the different yeah, shots I think of sunlight. Was, wasn't 7th Street, was it 5th Street, I think? I can't remember which one that I, is going into downtown. I believe it's like, I believe it's 7th. Is that 7th? I believe it's 7th, yeah. I have to drive again. I haven't been downtown for a minute. Uh, well, well just for those of you who don't know, downtown is where a lot of music videos get shot, and it's yeah. very cheap and it's very nasty. It's, it's very nasty, very very dangerous. These days, very dangerous little place to be. But a lot of people like to do music videos down there for some. Dude, I love this nineteen ninety seven computer uh, <laughs> with the computer banks and shit. Computer <laughs> data processing center. Big ass computer banks is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, this is where the uh, look at that look at that the, old, the head vampires hang. Look at that old monitor, man. <laughs> it's nice to take a trip down memory lane sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, like look at look at all this stuff, man. Like huge monitor, huge little processor, shit, keyboard. We like <laughs> we think about everything, and I'm holding my cell phone right now. Everything that they have right there, I have right here in my hand. Yeah, exactly. That's and how much. More. That's and probably. It probably won. That's how much technology has changed. Oh, Ooh, vampires hell. slapping each other. Yeah, yeah. Is this a father son moment? Maybe. Might as well be. Shit. <laughs> Even though both of them like apparently you know older sin shit. Both of them. <laughs> what you gonna do, man? <laughs> I love you. Yeah, what you gonna do? Huh? And what then, you gonna do? What's gonna do with all that junk yeah. inside your truck? Hey, I like, I like, how he, I like how he's scared, but he tries to stay sophisticated. Mm-hmm. You bored me? He just walks away. You scared? You know you are. He's definitely scared. Yeah. Man. You he's see letting on, him walk like, him out. You see on the computer, you see some hieroglyphics and shit, and it's like, what the fuck is he investigating? That's for, that's what you call foreshadowing, folks. Yep. It's gonna become essential in, uh, in a minute. But that's really cool. Look. That looks so slow. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so slow. Oh yeah, that is. That is a app. Is that Apple? I don't know. That's, I can, that looks I like. Read it that looks like old. That looks like an old Mac. It looks like an old Mac. Yeah. Yeah, this is very much LA right here. Oh yeah, and that still looks kind of like that right over there. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. <laughs> it just drives away. <laughs> but it's <laughs> day, but it's daytime. I don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. 
Is we gonna find out? He's like, uh, yeah, I know, I'm a vampire. God damn, there's a lot of loose paper in LA in this movie. <laughs> you know what? It was it was foreshadowing for 2020. There's a lot of there's a lot of loose paper. If you go back, if you go back downtown right now, it looks a lot like that. A lot of loose paper and a lot of wind. Okay, uh-huh. we got we got some wind right now, but not a lot of loose paper. <laughs> and then like you see a nice little clothes in on Karen as she noticed something. Oh, it's a very interesting tattoo in the back of both of their fucking necks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, man, like a lot of a lot of braids in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it was '97. A lot of spiked tips and braids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and some earrings and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I do like this shot. So many, so many really good shots here. Like, no, it's very well, very well shot, very yeah. well uh, com- composed. <laughs> Scared? How you doing? I was scared as shit. Man. I love and I love the boucher with her like nice hair here, but like she usually wears her shit natural on most of the other things I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. And like one of the, the more recent things she did, which was like I think the last major thing I've seen her in was uh, she was on fucking Chappelle show. What was she on Chappelle's? She was in Wack Arnold's. Oh That's his girl. Yeah, That's his girl yeah, in Wack yeah. Arnold's. Okay. The one that was like fucking around on him. Baby. Mm-hmm. Baby crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she's a girl, and uh, she's Calvin's girl in Wack Arnold's. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, she has a real nice apartment for LA. <laughs> What's crazy though is that hallway she was walking down. Most mm-hmm. of those look like offices. Yeah, and this is like right? this, this is where you live. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, man. Be, oh yeah, I'm, I'm my. I got cousins that used to dress like her with the fucking big heavy platform boots and shit and then <laughs> a lot of a lot of yeah Dude, it was the 90s man a lot, of, lo- lot of loose shirts and shit yeah so yeah she's trying to get the fuck out of there man yeah. I mean but you could literally be leaving LA for any reason it doesn't have to be vampires it really don't yeah you know, <laughs> yeah really that's true that's true that's true though. she might just be like fuck it I'm tired of LA mm-hmm. shit hole yeah exactly Officer Creeper oh, yep Officer Creeper Creeper Officer Creeper, Officer Creeper. <laughs> yeah. I like it my way. Yeah. Yeah, he does look like a little smarmy little fuck to be a cop. Yeah. He, t- he explains to him, like, you're Karen Jensen, right? He explains what happened to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kurt looks like you were kidnapped last night. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. And she's like, overly suspicious, which she should be. Yeah. And now she now he explains to her that the, her ex died. In the attack at the hospital, he looks like he's about fourteen, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks young as hell to be a cop. Yeah, and yeah, you're dead too, bitch. And then like <laughs> she hits him with the vampire mace, and doesn't work on you. This is garlic. <laughs> Vampires? Who said I was a vampire? Now we get some more. I love that fact they get more exposition about <laughs> kicking ass. Yeah. Boom. That's always the best way to yeah. get it. It's actually, I agree with that. Also, Krieger here. It's a familiar vampire. vampire. <laughs> if he's good, maybe his master will turn him. <laughs> Beating his ass, though. Bam! Fucking up apartment, too. Yeah, well, she was leaving anyway. Use. Get yep. over it. <laughs> get over it. Get over it. Yeah, that's how we fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's all that necessary. You better leave anyway. Why are you fucking tripping? And now we now she now explains to her what the fucking little tattoo on the neck is. It's a glyph. Vampire Cattle Pride. 
Yes, or yes. Cattle, cattle brand. Whatever the fuck. Cattle fraud. <laughs> cattle, cattle brand, excuse me. <laughs> and that explains that, you know, different ones have different houses. Mm-hmm. And that Officer Krieger there belongs to Deacon Frost, who apparently Blade's been hunting for a while now. Mm-hmm. Without really knowing the significance of Deacon and Frost. And now he's got a bloody face. And I'm going to rob this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so Get your hand out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to rob him too. Like, uh, how do you think we fund this little organization without exactly the March of Dimes? <laughs> that was a great line. Bah! I'm not going to myself. It's fake anyway. <laughs> okay, now this is different from the actual screen, screenplay itself. Because uh, in the screenplay, Officer Krieger actually goes to the blood bank. Like, they actually follow Officer Krieger to the blood bank and they actually mm-hmm. go in and destroy the blood bank. Whereas Officer Krieger just gets away here. Boom! Well, I mean, it doesn't quite just, quote, get away. Well, for, what's the, great, for the time being. What's great, though, is he has so little care for anything else related to, to law enforcement or the vampires that he's literally in the middle of a crowded street. With a gun out. No, forget the gun. Prior to that, he has a cop by the back of the neck, and he's slamming his head into oh, yeah, his own yeah, cop yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, nobody's yeah. doing nothing. He's just, whatever. That's LA, though. <laughs> That's true, it is. Yeah. Even, if, even if we saw that in real life, I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't do shit. It was LA 97, you're right. I like this shit. The world you live in is a sugar-coated topping. There's another world underneath it. If you want to survive, you want to learn to pull the trigger. There you go. Yes, sir. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm too scared not to follow you. Even he says, you're useless. <laughs> No, he's regretting. He's like, I should have just let her die. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you talk too much. And she's like, I gotta cure myself. He's like, there is no cure. Besides, why would you want to cure him? He's the only one who's killing vampires. Well, she want to cure herself. Oh, well, but she's pretty much cured at this point, right? Not really. Eventually, you remember it comes back. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, she's got it at bay at this point. Yeah. At <laughs> bay. Well, I mean, because she's not, she, she's obviously not turned. That's why she's not trying to, like, feed. Well, Well, eventually she will have a relapse. And then follow Officer Krieger. Now, this is, this is from the script. I like this little, I like the little smile. That's a Hawk moment. Yeah. That's a special for hire Hawk moment with the smile and then back to the stoic. And, oh, yeah, we also get a cameo from the director here. I love this shit. This crazy, frenetic pacing of this shit. Man. Yeah, and they overcrank it. Or yeah. I should say undercrank it here. Yeah. Okay, you'll see the director in a second. It's cool though. Like downtown LA in 1997, 98 LA. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird, almost campy way that he did it. Here he is right here. The vampire is beating. That, that's Stephen Norrington. The vampire on the corner feeding on the woman in the middle of a goddamn street with nobody saying anything was Stephen Norrington. But nobody would say anything if that happened right now. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that has happened. <laughs> it is LA. In LA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Oh, there's more of your paper. So much paper, <laughs> so much loose paper. But you know, we see the glyph. Like, yeah, just more and more explaining the world mm-hmm. as they're going along with it. I love but it's that. It's perfect for the way yeah. they did the exposition. I love that story. I love that kind of storytelling. Just like in the first Terminator. Yeah. When they get chased by the goddamn Terminator, he's explaining like all the shit about the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way you got to do it though, because I mean, what you want to have a voiceover? No, fuck that. You yeah. want to have a guy just sit there and the, the, the con- camera? The constant action. That's you got to keep I'm, it moving. I'm, I'm good with that. This is another. This is this is a move. This trailer around here. This worst things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. 
That's trailer right there. Mm-hmm. More explaining than you know, crosses, crosses, and, crosses in the water, water, little dick, so don't worry about your solid movies. There's a stick, silver, gun. You ever use one of these? Oh, a gun. Actually, in the novel, she's scared of the gun. But, you know, hey. There's no reason to be scared of guns. You know, except for the fact she got a pip out vampire young. She'd be scared of anything at this point. I forgot this actor's name, but he actually did a Star Trek. Hmm? I remember he did a he did a Deep Space Nine. I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He had a little moment. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, this shit here <laughs> with the Japanese girls in school. It's like outfits. K-pop, I think, or something, right? No, it's Japanese. The Japanese. I don't know. I haven't watched it for a minute. I have to. This yeah, is, this is yeah, the first yeah. time in about three years for me. The Japanese girls rapping. <laughs> yeah, that that whole thing with the schoolgirl shit that's very Japanese. Yeah. No. And, and creepy ass old Japanese man watching that shit in glasses. Very Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I only say that, folks, because I actually lived in Japan for a year. Yeah, that, that look of the schoolgirl shit is prevalent. Even even when they're not actual schoolgirls. I, like I love this shit here, man. I like fucking just whooping ass in this bar. Wesley, man. Such a bad Why that guy thought he'd be able to hit. <laughs> <laughs> rather, I mean, a, I'm gonna hurt this motherfucker in a bulletproof vest with a bottle. <laughs> who, by the way, is a daywalker member of the undead. You know who I am. <laughs> you know what the fuck I'm about. A yeah. bottle ain't gonna do shit. I like this shit here with the freezer. Mm-hmm. The freezer thing is actually uh, Wesley Snipes' idea. Which is actually, I mean, it's a great innovation. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. It's in the freezer. I swear to God, it's in the freezer, man. Hmm. Opens up the fridge. And yeah, it's actually a secret passageway. Ain't that something? Officer Bitchy was actually telling the truth. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, in terms of the weapons that Blade uses in this movie, uh, the the big gun that we see is a Mac 11. Modified, obviously. Well, the, sorry, the yeah. one thing you got to say right there, though, yeah. that because again, it goes back to Omar Little, right? Yeah. Man's got to have a code. Yes. He won't kill the officer, even though he's cooperating, even mm-hmm. though he's helping out, even though he's a member of the dark side, essentially in this That's situation. It. Essentially, yeah. He's not transitioned all the way, mm-hmm. so he doesn't kill him. Yeah. Because he kills everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Blade's uh, glasses were actually uh, black flies. Um, that's the actual name of them. Okay. Uh, and also, a lot of critics say that Blade's sword, the titanium edge sword that he has here, is actually impractical because, in fact, it lacks a guard. So yeah, to a certain extent. It's impractical in actual sword fighting. As but, opposed to the rest know, of the practicality of fighting. I, 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 agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> but going back to his weapons, he has the Mac 11, the big gun with the silver yep. bullets in it. And then the shotgun is actually a Benelli M3 Super 90. Uh, that shoots fucking silver stakes, which I think is so cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Oh, now we get some good downtown LA action. Mm-hmm. And a lot more Steven Dorff. Now, Steven Dorff actually modeled Frost after other villains, particularly Jack Nicholson's Joker. That was a big reference. Now, uh, other people considered for Dick which, and Frost. I mean, at yeah. that point in time, that was probably the best yeah. super super comic book super villain, villain. Villain, villain interpretation at the time. But yeah, other people considered for Deacon Frost Mark Wahlberg, Skeet Ulrich. Uh, and uh, Bruce Payne actually they offered it to Jet Li but Jet Li actually turned it down because he's doing Lethal Weapon 4 okay yeah so yeah well and I mean that's 
It would have been interesting. It would have been a good way to go, but mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like it how it turned out. I, I, I love how it turned out. It turned out great. But yeah, just saying that other people were <laughs> Skeet Aldrich. <laughs> I just like that name. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he was the dude from Scream, right? Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, the corn syrup guy. Him, the main. Uh, him and uh, Matthew Little were the two main dudes in Scream. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> I like the Family Guy shit too. Like, uh, <laughs> well, 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 uh, didn't like Cleveland kill him, shoot him, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like who you are or what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Yeah, Stephen Dorfman. I love Quinn here, man. Like, he's like, just just finally <coughs> starting to come back to normal. Things about how cool, basically showing how cool he is because of the fact he knows fucking you know because he knows Deacon Frost. Like I'm cool because I know Deacon. <laughs> exactly, he's like the ultimate groupie. Like freaking, like trying to like fucking like get these bitches. Like hey man, these bitches like man, man. Like hey cool. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Frost could care less, man. He'll be yeah. He's, he's focused right here, man. See? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's oh, they're watching Mortal Kombat. I forgot to mention that the TV they're watching right here in this like penthouse is Mortal Kombat. Which I mean, that's that's a great idea. That's yeah, it is dope. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna savage this motherfucker. Yeah, he's in there. He's begging for it. <sighs> yeah, see, I told you this is my guy. Watch ah, that's a lot of goddamn blood too, man. Look at that shit. Ah. Well, it's because he wants to make sure he can't come back. Yeah, he's taking him all the way. Uh-huh. Just tired of listening to his crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they, they actually focus on a toy here in a second. That toy, shit, is actually from the Spider-Man animated series line. Hmm. Yeah, it's actually, it actually came with the action figure for Blade. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is actually pretty dope. But yeah, yeah it's ugh, so, freak, so freaky. Yep. Let's go, let's go fuck with blood on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so much for getting turned. <laughs> yeah, you can be better get turned, all right. <laughs> you get turned into a lump of meat. Now we get the super gross pearl. Oh, yes, Pearl. Oh, my God. This I didn't even know this kind of vampire was a possibility. Oh, my God. And this is another innovation from the goddamn script. That's in the script. Pearl is in the script. Mm-hmm. And Pearl is supposed to be this androgynous Japanese man. <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> so, and actually explain it in the actual uh, script. Uh, that pearl is so fat because it feeds on uh, infants and children. Hmm. And actually, I think I think at one point in the in the place it's supposed to be like to see the corpse of a of a small child. So feeding on infants and children is what what kills them, or what makes them fat, I should say. More or less, yeah. But if he'd actually fed on like adults, and he'd still be like virile or something, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess children have higher body yeah. fat percentage. So actually, you see, Pearl Hill is so large that they actually had to build a set around him. And that's about 700 pounds worth of latex skin that had to be moved in and out with a forklift. That's pretty ridiculous. Jesus. Look at that. That's gruesome, too, the way they're going with the light burning. That's some gross-ass man titties, man. (laughs) (laughs) Some gross-ass whatever. Gross-ass everything. I do like how the doctor was able to make this shift so quickly to where she's like, eh, fuck it, I'll kill vampires. Yeah. And this is the first uh, mention of La Magra. 
The Vampire God, which is actually Spanish and Italian for the thin one. It actually has more of a female inflection, hmm. which is weird. And uh, yeah, then they're going to start talking about the Book of Erebus, the Vampire Bible, which mm-hmm. is actually based on uh, Erebus, the god of dark night in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. She's like, yeah, she's really into it now. Yeah, she's like, this and, is fun. And, <laughs> and, and, and it moves, frown. And then she just fries the shit out of him. Gee, it's so gross. You see the fucking skin boiling and the flesh mm-hmm. cooking. And God, damn, baking his ass. <laughs> we blaze like what the fuck? Hey, 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 calm down. He, he moved. moved. <laughs> he moved. Yeah, he moved. He said, "Cook him if he move. He move." Ugh. <laughs> so gross. Like, All right, well you're. Not quite yeah. useless anymore. <laughs> you, 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 did what you, you did what I asked you to. I wonder where he got that explosive foam. What explosive foam? No, the explosive foam. It's probably part of his old vampire shtick. I'd like some explosive foam. Yeah, like fucking less plastic. You know, just like <laughs> they make their own kind of plastic, I guess. I guess. Yeah. This is, Using an aerosol? <laughs> but this is cool to have all the original vampire text. Yeah. Like a vampire version of the Dead Sea Scrolls. You yeah, know essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's just cool. Man. The Dead Sea Scrolls, for those of you who don't know, is supposed to be what the original Bible is. More well, it's it's the the oldest found collection of uh, of, of the like Christian canon or something. Yeah, and Aramaic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Now we have the we have the vampire opposite the uh, Book of Erebus written in blood. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be in some kind of. Slot, we have the creepy child. Some kind of vampire language. The creepy kid. I'm gonna get into that in a little second here. This is so cool. I just like the shot though. Like the, just, I didn't know what the fuck this was when I first saw it at first. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I saw it as a little girl. I was like, oh shit. And yeah. the thing about it is, I know a lot of girls that dress like her in school. I look like her too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this, this right here. Actually, this is kind of one of those fun things too. You got to look at it from the filmmaker standpoint. Yeah. The fact that it's not just scrolls, but they've got the glass. Creates all these additional reflections and everything else. It really yeah. makes for uh, now. This little girl here is actually played by an actress named Ebony Adams, and she's actually a national uh, competitor in karate. And you know who her grandmaster was? Mm. Billy Blanks. No shit. Tybo Billy Blanks was her grandmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, uh, she had to be tracked down. Uh, Wesley saw her in like uh, in competition. I was like, we gotta get that girl. Yeah. yeah, I like this here. I like I like this here. We see the first sign of vulnerability, of Blade. Mm-hmm. Makes he, it a little more realistic. Yeah, because like yeah, he finally uh, is outnumbered. Like what? By people who can actually do something. Yeah. Instead of just a bunch of drunk nightclub, yeah. vampires. And this shit here with the fucking thing around his neck. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the garrot wire. Yeah. This is nice and creepy. With the fucking regrowing hand, oh mm-hmm. god! With the sinew and all the veins and shit reforming, flesh mm-hmm. not quite there yet. It's so gross. You can slice him. You can dice him. <laughs> Just keeps. You know this dude is actually in Blade Two, the dude with the sword, crease here. Yeah, he's uh one of the fucking. Uh, he's one of the blood pack. <laughs> he got big as hell too. Like you, like you look at him then and look at him in Blade Two. It's like two different people. Yeah, and he's also in the first Fast and Furious. He's one of the uh, he's one of Dom's people. 
Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is when he finally got to get even with him, hit him in the face for yeah. getting hit in the face. Exactly. Dislocating his jaw. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the yeah all the stuff is from the script too. Like he fucking stabs him with the shit. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and see this here. This is a man that takes his jobs a little too seriously. Like fucking like mm-hmm. rubs on rubs on her with the with the steak, very phallic looking steak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can't lie, man. The Boucher, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep talking about it. the Boucher right is fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta call it like that's, this a, it. that's a fine dark skinned sister right there. Man. And look, vampire no vampire, silver no silver, sound like that mm. would ruin your week. Shit, a stab right straight to the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I like this shit here too. He starts laughing. <laughs> he like, I'm expecting company. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that kind of laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it is so theatric. Yeah. <laughs> fucking place blows up. Come to find out, Whistler was with him the whole damn time. Catch you fuckers at a bad time. <laughs> Which again is like that killer like veteran side of shit right there with him. Yeah. And though though it would never happen again in any of the other movies. Like well yeah. Whistler would come with him but like he wouldn't chaperone him. Nah. Yeah, so it's so look at all this gunfire, man. Whistler bad motherfucker, man. Yes he is. Despite the fact he can't walk. <laughs> he can't walk, but he can fuck some people up. With a goddamn gun, yeah. Oh yeah, and he throws the explosive just kind of toggles on. Come on, goddamn, let's go. This <laughs> whole place is gonna go up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a subway. Oh yeah, goddamn. <laughs> I need a goddamn wheelchair. Don't stick your hand out. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, I need a goddamn wheelchair. Go without me, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your <fucking> ass. <laughs> This is a podcast where they talk about they had this older host and the uh, the younger host keeps saying like arr, arr, arr. we does an impression of the guys such a fright such a fright yeah that moment right there where she almost hits the third rail was ridiculous ooh yeah God is gunfire bro and again with that Mac eleven with the fucking silver bullets man it's a lot of silver bullets mm, here's one that's gonna get good again because they yeah. got that train coming here we go the subway shit. Purely CGI. Oh, yeah, you got early, it. Early CGI, too. And uh, from what a lot of people don't know, is like the passengers in this uh, subway car are basically all like cutouts and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the extra panel is cutouts and the special effects people are in those like trains. So you see some people in there. Mm-hmm. Quinn and him having a little fight again. So it just about takes her out. And she sees uh, Whistler gets away. Whistler's not not dead after all. He'll be fine. So they got to get the fuck out of it themselves. And she happens to get the sword. I don't know how the hell she got the sword, but you know, movies. You know, they specify what she stabs him. This shit here, like, ugh, oh, scraping yeah. his face against the train. Yeah, that was pretty badass. And slices his arm off again. <laughs> <laughs> Took my fucking arm again, man. <laughs> Just has to run away. Yeah, this shit here. With grass and train and dislocates his shoulder and shit. Mm-hmm. Very much a comic book superhero movie. Absolutely. Oh my god. Rawr. Damn. Yeah, Mercury running, boy. Mm-hmm. Can't act for shit, but she can run. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's CGI running. Either way. 
And there's some more. There's even paper in the subway. There's paper in the subway. What is up with the paper here? Man, there's just paper everywhere. Why is there paper? Why is there loose paper in the Okay, stop, 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 I'm stop analyzing this shit, and she pops his arm back into place. That was really the the best, uh, what would you call it, like a, like a 1980s kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Like, every time you saw, like, some dystopian future, a dystopian city. It is always like, newspaper everywhere. And bums over the trash can. And lots of fire in yeah, unspecified always, places. Exactly. She takes it. He takes the serum machine. And she starts to figure out. And you see a little snot come out of his nose and shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to let that go. Like there's some snot came out of his nose, man. No, I mean that's good. I do like this line. I do like this line too. She's like, "You one of them, aren't you?" No, I'm something else. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, fade out, and then we have uh, a whistler explaining about Blade and how he found him. Mm-hmm. Found Blade when he was. I took him for a vampire too, you know. In the script, they actually show a little vignette of like Whistler actually finding him, younger Whistler yeah. finding him. Uh, they cut it out. They have they have a little glimpse of it in Blade Two in the beginning of it. Right, with him finding him as a, as a, a teenager. teenager. Yeah, just a little. Realizing there's something different about him. Exactly. But yeah, I like this whole little backstory. You know, he's explaining what van, you know, he got everything he got. You know, his blood. He's got the thirst. See the serum. Yeah, and base his thirst, you know. <laughs> starting to build up an immunity. It's, it's the best I can do is just to... You know, old country dude talking about side <laughs> shit is so fucking dope. He's got an immunity to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, see, he, he got, see, he heals better than most regular people, you understand? See, so those wounds of his be healed by morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a decent way for the exposition, though, because having him talk to somebody rather than talk to the audience is always yeah. better. Time's right now. They just chain smoking up a goddamn storm here, man. Like it likes like two or three cigarettes just in this one conversation. <laughs> it seems like anyway. I mean, in his defense, and, he's and, not smoking one hundred. Chasing down with some Jack Daniels. He's not smoking one hundred, so yeah. I mean, you got you got to take yeah. a couple more. This is a fucked up backstory we talked about. You know, I had a wife once, yeah. and daughters, and the drifter came calling one evening. Vampire. Mm-hmm. He tortured them first. Tried to make me decide which order they die in. Mm-hmm. Such a fucked up story. So, so yeah, sad. and very understandable why you will hunt them motherfuckers. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, in the uh, yeah in the in the script, she's like questioning why you like uh, why you just hunt them. Like he tells the story like so it's just personal revenge. It started out that way, but eventually it evolved. And like, yeah, we're trying to rid, rid the world of this fucking plague, man. Revenge is trying to do the right thing. Exactly. These people, these motherfuckers are out there. They, <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. They're the absolute worst. And we got to stop them. Otherwise, humanity is fucked. It's seriously. Yeah. This is actually, this is not in the original script either. This, uh, this scene? This is a Wesley Snipes edition. I mean, you know, when you're the producer as well as the star. Yeah. Speaking of which, I actually had a note on that because he had issues with Stephen Dorp because of him being the producer. Really? Yeah. yeah. So apparently in the commentary, they had like a bit of a clash of personalities, hmm. particularly when they uh, filmed the hostage scene where him and uh, Frost meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually Stephen Dorp's first day. Really? The shit we about to see in Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when he was trying to establish, you know, uh, Frost's motivation and approach, Wesley Snipes came kind of impatient with uh, Stephen Dorff and tried to counsel him, tried to help him out, so, you know, kind of help to get the story along. Stephen Dorff, of course, became frustrated with that and he felt that he was being overwhelmed. 
since you know all these other people that he he fell over one. He 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 like he wasn't big into commercial films anyway. Right. So he's on set and he's seeing all these big time mm-hmm. people coming by. Like apparently David Fincher actually visited him on set while they were filming this movie. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, I mean mm-hmm. even though Fincher had already had some commercial success, he yeah. wasn't like David Fincher now. Yeah, it's yeah. not like Spielberg stopped by. But still, probably because but, what, it, yeah. but because Wesley Snipes, I'm pretty sure some famous people dropped by. You know what I'm saying? And he just felt overwhelmed by that. And like, and it actually added to the, uh, you know, unset like the friction. Yeah, unset friction they had, and it actually forced Wesley Snipes to assert that uh, producer. You know, hey, I'm the producer here, and I make decisions. So he's like, hey, man, it's essential that you're gonna have to trust me in terms of this show, because not only am I the star of this fucking movie, I'm also a producer, okay? I know what the fuck we're doing. We're trying, we're mm-hmm. going in a good direction. So, mm-hmm. yeah, initially for a while, that wasn't interest, but eventually, Stephen Dorff eventually, you know, warmed up to him and everything was good to go and they made this great fucking movie. And then there's this great moment where he gets to bitch about his hand again. Yeah. You took my fucking <laughs> hand, man! Oh, yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't the vampire girl bite his shit already? Mm-hmm. You little skis! <laughs> his face is all rubbed down again. He fucked up his hand, face is all rubbed out. If they did this movie again, yeah. they'd probably make him look more like uh, Harvey Dent in uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. I need you, man. I need you. <laughs> this shit here. I, I like this scene. Like, you see it, like, the guy dragging Eddie, they took him out. This is the one scene in the movie I cannot watch all the way through. So you're really? going to see me turn away in a second. Really? Why? I can't stand anything in film with teeth. With teeth? Yeah, like when they peel out teeth or some shit like that. Like, I can't watch that movie. What's that movie? Fucking uh, Dr. Giggles? No, I don't know. What is Dr. Giggles? It's like this like killer dentist type movie. And it actually stars, what's the name, old boy? from Larry Drake from uh, from uh, L.A. Law. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah no, no, no. Yeah, he, he's, he's Dr. Giggles. Okay. The guy from L.A. Law. He's like, uh, and he's like killing people, but he like does the dentist shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot watch... Anything with teeth, because like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's just too real. Hmm. I can watch eviscerations and decapitations and all those other shit. That's real, just your but teeth that's, get, your that's, teeth that's, get sensitive. That, that's real, but you know, same time, it's like it's not commonplace. Teeth shit is more commonplace than anything else. I've seen a lot of people get their teeth knocked out and shit like that. I cannot watch anything with teeth. Hmm. I really can't. So Dragon, so uh, going back to the movie, Frost is kidnapped Dragonetti, and now they have him on this coast, beautiful coast. The sun's starting to come up. Right as the sun's about to come up, like Frost and all those other vampires are covered in very strong sunblock. Apparently, apparently they're just straight up zinc oxide. Cause yeah, yeah, cause uh, fucking uh, they're caked in the shit. Cause look at them, yeah. they're pale. <laughs> but uh, fucking Dragonetti has nothing. He's like smoking, Already. standing in the and sun, and barely any light, and the sun ain't even up yet. This shit, yeah, he's, yeah. Hold him, yeah. You'll never be a pure blood. <laughs> Alright, here we go. <laughs> he literally is covering his face. I can't watch. So he can't watch the Leatherman going to work. I'm sorry, folks. You might think I'm a bitch for doing this, but I cannot <laughs> see, I cannot watch shit with teeth. I can't. But you, but you, but you don't even see the actual pull. I just, I, but I just know. You just, you know. <laughs> I just know. And you see him with the bloody mouth and shit. I just when he pulls out. Yeah, the yeah. I can't, I this can't, right here. I can't watch that shit, bro. And now the sun is really coming up. Now the sun, this sun comes up so fucking fast. Yeah, it just boom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> and roast some more. I can watch this. Well, I'm seeing he actually roasts in a completely different way. 
Than uh, than all the other vampires too. Like you see him kind of like breaking down yeah, bit yeah, by yeah. bit before he goes to flames. So maybe there's something with the pure blood. It takes longer. Yeah. It's harder. For and him. he blows up. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's Which cool. you don't get with any of the other vampires. That is cool. Though. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's interesting. And then like this is a great assertion of command here. Like where's Dragon Eddie? Here's his fucking teeth. I'm in charge now. Yep. Jeez. Now, either you get along with the program or you're next. Mm-hmm. And they have no protest. But what's ridiculous is you've got that many vampires in the room and they're all like running the world. Like, how can they not just take care of this one, like, yeah. LA asshole? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a lot more of us than it is just you. Like, I believe that he could kill, like, the one dude, but. <laughs> a whole vampire council? Yeah, like apparently we, vampires are kind of bitches. Yeah, we, we can't take you. Out. Apparently, we can't take you out, man. Yeah, that or maybe it's like uh, like pirate code where like mm-hmm. once you kill the captain, then you get to be the captain of the ship. I think it is. is yeah, that what it is? It, that's what it feels like. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> captain, <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man look at this look at this 90s technology man and the doctors decided eh, screw my job I'm gonna I'm about to say yeah they, yeah, yeah they went to a hospital and just took all this shit and nobody <laughs> did nothing literally just went in and robbed the place yeah and now we get uh, introduced to a new uh, element EDTA mm-hmm. which is an actual anticoagulant for blood clots and they started to use it for more explosive uses on vampire blood. And I like this mm-hmm. little scene. We see the boom. It's a very energetic. And he's react. like, uh, could you maybe give yeah. me a warning so I don't get glass Wait, in my eyes? He did. She did give him one. He looked anyway. <laughs> she said the reaction is energetic. He, he, well, what he, she should have said he, was, he, this he, is going to blow up. But he looked at him like, whatever. And he, boom, yeah, that's what happened. But when she said energy, she, yeah, she, she could yeah, they, gonna blow up. She could have said, like, this they is gonna explode. Yeah, they could have protested a little bit more. Than yeah. the kind of shit was. Get some syrup. It's all right. His eyes heal fast. Yeah. <laughs> get some blood. We need your blood first, man. And get some, the first indication that all the damn smoking is catching up with Whistler. Mm-hmm. Coughing and hacking up a storm. And Blade, you know, being Blade, explains what's going on. Yeah, he's looking at him like, like I said, showing emotion, but not showing emotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. Cancer. <laughs> You're like, you really care for him, don't you? We have a good arrangement. He makes the weapons. I use them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't just keep that distance. You know what I'm saying? Stay frosty. Yeah. I like how I got his blood all bubbling. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he's, he's hot. It's hot. It's so hot, so hot. It's carbonated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's carbonated. Vampire blood is carbonated. Dead Walker blood is carbonated. And I see, now we got a relapse because, like, you see the fucking like dead tissue around the bites and shit. Mm. I like how they did that. Very simple. Yeah. And you see her super pale. Well, that's the thing too. When it comes to makeup stuff like that, it's always yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, super pale to go all the way with the necrotic tissue all around her fucking. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Even he was like, yeah, shit, I guess we didn't catch it in time. And like he walks away for what it's worth, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's like he, and he's like, it's like I'm dead already, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, does. Might yeah. as well, might as well be at this point. some point, you're going to get weird. I'm going to shoot you in the face. Yeah. That's basically what he's saying. And here comes another dope-ass shot. Mm-hmm. Blade just towering all over these people in Chinatown. Like, how tall is Wesley Snaps for reals? I think he's like six foot, not that tall, but like 
Well, it's very clear. Yeah, but but clear, clearly, one of these things is not like the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he looks so damn cool, though, man. With all that damn leather. Yeah, he like the more you like, the more we talk about this being L.A. and the more I see him in this leather, I'm like, how is he not sweating? Dude, is, I know you hide it. I know you hide it. How is he not covered in sweat? Yeah. I just don't. It just, just had somebody on standby. Just um, get some pats here on Wesley, <laughs> and yeah, they meet for the first time here. Yeah, Blade's great nemesis, Deacon mm-hmm. Frost. In the comic books, Deacon Frost had this ability because, like Morbius, Deacon Frost is an artificially created vampire too. In the comic books, he was like some guy. Like I think he was like his well, wife. Deacon Frost wasn't mm-hmm. artificially created. He was turned, right? No, no. In the comic books, he was artificially created. Oh, okay, okay. In the comics, yeah. So what happened was that character, like he was like this like eighteenth century doctor or something like that in England. His wife died, and he got obsessed with finding the key to immortality, as most mad scientists fucking do. Right. So one particular night, he finds a vampire fucked up, takes the vampire blood, um, and uh, decides to do experiments on it. And then he starts to get into like this uh, tussle, trying to vamp- trying to inject the vampire shit into somebody else. Him and the guy have a fight. The guy ends up injecting the shit into Deacon himself and turns him into this artificial vampire. Yeah. Deacon Frost right here, you can see, look at the sweat on his cheek. Yes. So you can tell he's he's definitely hot. Yeah. No sweat. I like this shot here where he's like, still look at him. Like cattle. Mm-hmm. All these Chinese, all these Japanese people, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, look at that. They showed this one girl twice. Pugging those little Japanese, <laughs> Japanese girls. Like, like, who cares? Like, let's just look at them. They, they're cattle. Well, who cares how that world ends? We're the next evolutionary step and that shit. But yeah, uh, Deacon also had the ability that whoever he bit, he could create like a doppelganger of that person and have that doppelganger be like his slave. So he could he would bite them and then he'd also create yeah, he, he like, like a doppelganger. He could manifest like a doppelganger, yeah. That's crazy. So he'd have like two for one basically. Exactly. And then he bit in his one episode, or one issue where he bit Blade and uh, Hannibal King and had... Uh, Doppelgangers of them fight each other and shit. Like it's pretty cool. But yeah, they eventually got rid of Deacon Frost. You can see he's sweating here a little yeah. bit. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely. I, I see it now. I see it now. Yeah. I see it we now. got close in there. Well, more snatch. on the cheek, more yeah, on the cheek. Yeah. yeah, this was a hot day. You wish to cut you from your mothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he spit right back in my fucking face. Like he, yeah, he does have a very emphasis on fucking. He does Steven Dorff, yeah. <laughs> he does the same shit too when they had the little yep. speech about the cure. Fucking love death. <laughs> it's a great speech. And now we get our first shot of bullet time. Hold on, wait, wait, here it comes. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. Look at that. Very early bullet time. Very first. Before the Matrix. Yep. Damn, this that girl, that like who landed on the ground is obviously not a little girl. I'm no. sorry, <laughs> that, good stunt woman, but that was obviously not a little girl. Uh, yeah. and definitely not Wesley Snipes. Yeah, but very good, great hero moment here. Actually, that might have been Wesley Snipes, but that was good CGI. Actually, most yeah, Wesley did do most of the stunts. I'm pretty sure that wasn't Wesley there, but he did most of the stunts. Well, I I think what they did is probably in front of a screen. I don't think they actually had that, that, yeah, that thing like, getting, getting ready to hit them. Yeah, whoever hit whoever hit the ground from that damn uh, hot Yeah, it's definitely not that little girl. <laughs> that was not a little girl. <laughs> it definitely had a good yeah. 50 pounds on that little girl. Yeah, 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 yes. 
and she does the experiment. And now we're back with uh, Karen and uh, Whistler here trying to do the cure experiment, etc. I love how Whistler's incredulous that she's going to try this. And she's like, you already told me I'm dead. So, like, what even, does even, it matter? Even she says that. Yeah, even she says that. They're like, yeah. Like, yeah, I know it's dangerous. I don't really have much of a choice not doing. It's like, I can either sit here and wait for you to shoot me or... Like, yeah. Or try to, try to fucking cure myself. Yeah. I like how she's very definite. Like, like, will this work? On me, yes. On Blade, I'm not so sure. Cause and again, the other thing, too, that they never really addressed till later on mm-hmm. is like, well, why would you want to take away your best weapon? Exactly. And then Blade is like, you know, like, do you want what Blade wanted? That's the one, that's one thing they don't ask. Like, Well, Blade does kind of ask for it a little bit later, but at the same time, it's like, like when you find out what happened to him, like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you've been doing your, basically your entire life. And here's when everything goes to hell. Yeah. All the vampires here. Yeah. Well, got one. <laughs> oh, it's my shoulder. He winged me. Oh. These are just regular familiars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in his name. Mercury has uh, Karen. And now we see Quinn and Deacon and the crew. He slapped. This shit here where he stomps the shit out of fucking Whistler. Whistler. Mm-hmm. This is, this is hard to watch sometimes. He's stuck in the shit out of this old man. Yeah. Look at this shit. Damn. <clears throat> That's a vampire stomp of you, too. Yeah, it is. Damn. That's bones breaking, bro. Mm-hmm. Spitting on him and shit. Yeah, see, see, Queen is healed up kind of nicely, actually. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Who means a vampire? They heal quickly. Uh, we're back with the dope-ass Charger, the 68 Dodge Charger. That is a dope-looking car. coming back to his whole world mm. messed up. Yeah. That's more of a Batmobile to me than that damn the Batmobile. For sure. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> got that guy. Hey, what's up, the dead dude? Yeah, he's the glyph. Damn it, Frost. Yeah, came to my crib. The end of my sanctuary. Don't be messing around my back cave. With my back cave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck around my back. It's basically his back cave. It man. is. It's it's big and cavernous too. Yes. With lots of gadgets. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the back cave. Man. This yeah. shit. This way it gets ugly. This is yeah, this is his Jamal Lafari. Actually, they have a similar moment with Jamal Lafari in the comic books where uh Jamal Lafari actually gets bitten by Dracula. Mm. And Blade has to mercy kill him. So, yeah, there's a lot of different moments of Blade having to take out his mentors mm-hmm. after they've been bitten. This is, yeah, it's so fucked up to see. Like, fucking, uh, like even, uh, just a, just a yeah. little bit of emotion. When it's so, well, especially with somebody who's so emotionless, he underplays it so well. Yeah, this stone cold dude showing a little bit of emotion. And then that moment where you finally see Whistler's not exactly dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's still giving some more exposition. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, this is what... Yeah. So many of these movies, it's so easy for us to just hit a lot of shit and have a lot of fun. Yeah. This one, yeah. I mean, look, you have to go into it going, okay, I'm going to suspend disbelief because it's a vampire flick. Yeah. But it's so well done. The one, the, I was going to say this, the one thing I want us to do together, I'm not going to say what the project is, but one thing I want us to do together, this is exactly how I want us to tell the story. Like, fucking just action going. Just, yeah. We, we got, we got, we're going to have backstory, 
Yeah. I, I want it to be, you know. But it's got to it's gotta flow with it. You can't slow it down. Exactly. And see, again, like, the stuff that we're able to point out on this, the guys obviously sweating their asses off because yeah. of the costume choices and shooting yes. outdoors LA, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, even kind of talking about how funny it was the undercranked portion of the the ridiculous kind of mm-hmm. uh, fast motion that they end up doing when they sped up the playback. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I mean, look, it's it's a really a first time big feature director. Yeah, it's not that big of a mistake. Man, I like this here where he's just like kind of like wiping the blood away, even though he's dying. It's very. It's his most tender moment. It's a very tender moment. He's wiping this blood away, even though he knows his friend's dying. And he's telling him, hey, man, you got to take me out. You don't want me coming back. Like, like come on. Like, yeah, it's too late, bro. It's too late. Give me your gun. That mm. shit. Give me your fucking gun. <laughs> and you're still the tough guy. Even like, I'll do it myself if you ain't going to do it. Yeah, give me your gun. Give me your fucking gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made the goddamn son of a bitch. Give it to me. Exactly. <laughs> don't be don't be hanging on to that. But yeah, real slow gives it to him and shit. Give him the Mac Ten, so it's not just gonna shoot him in the head once. It's gonna be like seven bullets. <laughs> Make sure you don't come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puts the gun in his hand with the bloody hand and shit. He tells him to walk away. Walk the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Man, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> walk the fuck away. I love the music. Mm-hmm. I love the music hits it with a blade. Just walks walk, walks away cold blood. Mm-hmm. Music hits a little crescendo here and he just walks away. Mm-hmm. He hear the gunshots go off. Yeah. You see the hand drop. Good gun. It's, it's so good. No, oh, it's killer. And again, we're talking about like the, the stagecraft of this thing. Yeah. The cinematography, the lighting, the color. Yeah. It's... It's great. And apparently the frost is decent enough to leave him a video explaining what the fuck's going on. Hey, here we are. You know where to find us. You gotta do the supervillain shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Which, your girl. You got your girl. Actually, this right here. Yeah. I don't know how much it has meaning, but that moment for me, it takes me right back to um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, with the video right? tape. With the video tape that he sent in to kind of top Batman. I can see that. And you see him uh, making these uh, silver bullets. A lot of silver bullets, man. Well, I mean, to be fair, the spot price of silver in the 90s was a lot cheaper. <laughs> That's a lot of silver. Compared to what it is now. That's still a lot of silver. Dude, I got, I, do you remember they used to have those silver, like, pagodas in the mall or whatever, and you could go and you get, like, rings and shit for, like, five bucks? Yes, I do remember that. And that was all sterling silver? I, it could be, it be back then. Well, back in the day when I used to wear jewelry, yeah. <laughs> well, I used to have my little necklace. I got, and I got my, some jewelry. I had my little, my little <laughs> necklace and my little watch and shit and trying to look cool. Because yeah, like, I look foolish. Cause it's just, I, I do dig yeah. how he stops and takes his med- meditation time for he's like, okay, now I'm going to go kill But this right here, you know, this is a big indication of what his mind is at. He's taste the plant. Mm-hmm. You see the roots. Mm-hmm. He just cuts the root away so the plant will die. So it won't come back. Mm-hmm. Real good symbolism here, man. Yeah. And now they're having a little conversation about, you know, Turning the day walkers and shit like that. Actually, weird thing about this conversation, uh, they actually have a scene where after he's doing the whole thing about you know what happened with Lamar Grill, there's one portion where he actually goes to a spot in this penthouse and shows the body bags. 
how they were gonna feed people, how, how they were gonna feed vampires after the vampire apocalypse, and everybody's gonna be turned and shit. Right, so they're, they're, they're gonna take them, turn them into like the gonna, giant blood bags yeah. like they do in like, Trinity. Yeah, they do. They actually show it in Trinity, but yeah. it's actually supposed to show it in this scene. Well, you know, you gotta work up to it. Sometimes it takes me to get the studio execs to sign off. Yeah. But I do like how he's like kind of she's uh, he's kind of taunting her initially, and then she starts taunting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, an, it's again, it's a good indication of how tough she is and kind of her growth into this world. Exactly. How'd you get that scar? Yeah. And that's your vampire. Yeah. yeah you just you were just like me. You, you yeah like you were like me too. And he's like he talks about like yeah I cured myself and they're like yeah he's bullshit. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like yeah, it's a cure if you've been yeah. There's no cure. There's a cure if you've been bitten. <laughs> if you were once human, just like you, Deacon. Like yeah, now now they all getting a little serious. Yeah, she's starting to fuck with them now. Yeah. Would you get that start? You can like a natural vampire would be able to heal from birth. Mm-hmm. You must have got that before you were turned, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's starting to realize. He's getting upset. Yeah. He's going. This woman's going to mess up no. my plans. So you, oh, you're you're plague, a virus, a sexually transmitted disease. Mm-hmm. Goes, we are sister. We're talking about the fucking food chain. You <laughs> can't. that fucking what? Everybody ever known? Everybody ever fucking loved? <laughs> he is uh, he is killer casting for this. Yeah. How you gonna cure the whole fucking world? <laughs> <laughs> he really is that fucking dog. Put the button on that fucking boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a crazy face to say. Those teeth he's wearing that have got to be so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god! But he still gets the dialogue off. Well, look how much look how much they're pushing against his front lip. <laughs> Blade's blood is the key. And of course, ref- actually, another thing for the Matrix, they refer to Blade as the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, here yeah. with the Matrix side of it. Oh, things, yeah, right? with, the, with the guards. With the it's fucking guards. Sw- with the, the SWAT helmets. The SWAT helmets, the, the whole SWAT, SWAT fight. Well, but, I mean, even even the way that that lobby looks that they're fighting in. Yeah, the it does, yeah, it does look like the fucking, the, 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 yeah, it looks like the lobby. Heavily, it looks yeah. like it was heavily influenced. By, by this movie. <laughs> 100%. The only thing it doesn't have is the water yeah. in Matrix. Like this shit, of course, right? you know he does take it a little bit but, easier. Just but I do like this. I, like, I love this shit here. Where he's like, man, he get the knife and you. <laughs> he get the <this> shit. <laughs> like, he, he throw shit around. Like, yeah, he throw, he throw the sword. Yeah, he can throw it there, catching mm-hmm. a knee. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tossing it there, catching a knee. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Comes crashing in with the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Damn. That jacket looks like something Trinity would wear. Yeah. That particular jacket. Yeah, well, it's shorter. Yeah. It's easier. He's fucking these people up, though. You know, the Benelli shotgun again. Another thing from John Wick, the Benelli mm-hmm. shotgun. <laughs> like, who told you to shoot? I want him alive. <laughs> you tell it, yeah. I love this shit. This is hardcore right here. Mm-hmm. I know you're human. You're still a bitch for selling us out. Mm-hmm. I just work for him. Boom. Hardcore. Yep, no mercy. Fuck yeah, you work for them, so you collateral damage, buddy. You side to side with these motherfuckers, that's what you get. This shit here is dope. Fuck, always look at the, the with the with the statues mm-hmm. and all the red and shit. Well, again, talking about the production design side of stuff, this is I do absolutely like, gorgeous. Yeah, I did like the little thing with him and the girls like trading like roundhouse kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is good. Killer choreography. Oh, fucking oh. EDTA dart to the eye. Yeah, I feel good. Uh. 
start to blow up like goddamn balloons and shit. Ugh. The girl gets the worst though. Look at that mm-hmm. shit. Ugh. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Killer. Killer 1990s CGI right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like slime from Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's the shit he used to say? There's a trigger on Nickelodeon shows. It'll be like, uh, it was a Mac. Told you. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, but uh, but it was a, it was a, it was a trigger for like Nickelodeon shows whenever they had the slime shit. Like, oh, you yeah, would say yeah. something and then the, no, it was like, uh, hey, they would ask you a question like, hey, whatever, whatever. And you say, I don't know. That's when they hit you with the slime. I'm right now. <laughs> Because he used to do it on the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards and shit. Like, I don't know. You don't know. It's lying. Oh, here we go. The fucking sarcophagus and shit. What's Appa- in the bag? Apparently, the same sound effect they use for the sarcophagus here is the same one from like, Alien something. They mm. borrowed it. So now later. His mama. Funny enough. This is getting weird. Yeah, funny <laughs> enough, a couple years later, they play a couple in the movie uh, called uh, Disappearing Acts on HBO. Yeah, yeah, a lot of sex scenes, <laughs> which is really weird. It's really weird now because they're playing mother, mother and son. But I mean, I guess it was after, so it just got weirder. Yeah, but actually, weird enough, uh, weird, what's his name is actually nine years older than the Smiley. Like that. that seems better. And funny enough, uh, one thing I noticed, I, I saw this the other day. If you go on YouTube and look up old Def Comedy Jam like uh, segments, two of them, uh, particularly the ones hosted hosted by Martin Lawrence. Both Sonal Lathan and Wesley Snipes are like, they have like, you know, they would have celebrities in the balcony. Yeah. They're, both of them are in like bits where they're the celebrity in the balcony. Actually, Sonal Lathan is actually seated with Spike Lee. Hmm. Yeah. And Wesley Snipes is, Wesley Snipes is actually seated with, uh, I believe, Michael Jabalford Warner or something <laughs> like that. It's a weird, it's a weird phrase. Like, yeah. And this is Wesley right after like, uh, New Jack City came out. So Wesley's like super cool. At this yeah, point. yeah, yeah. And this is Sonal Lathan before she got big. So she was like kind of like an understudy for Spike Lee. Yeah. <clears throat> it's too bad his mom didn't care for him anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I love that he revealed, makes the reveal. You know what I'm saying? You've been looking your whole life for the vampire to bitch your mother. Well, here I am. And I still got her. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, like, look, and here we are. One big happy fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> Which is almost kind of a metaphor for, I think, how most most kids feel in that situation. Here we are. <laughs> one big happy fucking family. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this shit here. Where, uh, she explains what the serum would do to him. Like mm-hmm. the cure would do to him. Mm-hmm. There's a catch. You lose mm-hmm. all your powers. You, you lose your strength. You're building to regenerate. You'll be completely human. Mm-hmm. And, and then you see the look in his face like is that what I want this is all I know I mean it's life. a lonely life but on the other hand this is all he knows yeah I mean do you really want to end up being just, just, a, just a reg- another piece of cattle I must say just a regular dude knowing what you know <laughs> yeah and knowing the many enemies that you made yeah I'm fucking, I don't think I just want to be a regular dude yeah anymore. seriously yeah uh, I think I'm going to keep the superpowers. Is there a way we can transfer this and get me a team? I just want to get rid of the thirst. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of the I'll, thirst. I'll keep everything else. Just, let's just get rid of the thirst, okay? I love how they just threw him in this pit, too. Both of them. They threw both of them in this Just the down the elevator shaft. There you go. All right, there it is. Look at this. Oh, man, this is such a great set. It's such a, yeah, I was going to say, and it's such a 
creepy, creepy, ominous feeling the way they designed this thing. And it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like under a bank or some shit. Like, look at that. That's yeah. obviously CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, exactly. that's, that's the special. If you go on the fucking uh, original DVD special features, you can see it. Then. Yeah, yeah. The Mercury thing walking down a CGI fit. This mm-hmm. this whole thing is the uh, menu for the fucking. Well, it's like for the it's, DVD. It's like a it's like an open uh, or like a, a first go around with a lot of green screen. I think. Yeah, it is. It looks great. Oh, 100%. This shot is great. Certain shots, whatever, like, where they're doing the walking shit, that was not kind of bad. <laughs> I love this shit here. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, Quinn hits him, and, and Deacon's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't have to do that. Like, oh, you got him well in hand, okay? I'm just kind mm-hmm. of posturing here. Let me posture. <laughs> Pre- appreciate the extra, but... Yeah, but still, <laughs> you have to do that. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't interrupt me. I had a flow. I'm doing my thing here, man. Come on. <laughs> It's a nice velvet jacket he has. Look, all these vampires, well, none of them, yeah, well, none of them go at him. Yeah, you're right. These vampires, look, look, a little extra hit. Didn't have to do that. I'm just still mad about my hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it really look, is. My hands, plural. <laughs> but then he cut the same one off twice. Yeah, that was like hands, 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 hands plural. <laughs> And now he sees the fucking like he's he's, he's hoping he's they're, hoping they're both sitting there because they know both both know about the security feature mm-hmm. and hope is dash when he finds out that he knows oh, it too shit it. <laughs> oh shit he know too I was hoping he's gonna lose a hand right now damn it it look funny <laughs> yeah it would it would have been dope yeah could all enjoy this yeah yeah and actually this uh. Actually, the uh, the movie here is actually when they first revealed the name of Blade, Eric Brooks. Because they, they, they yeah. never revealed his real name in the comics until this I'm movie. sorry, I just love that he cuts his hand off again. No, he ain't threatening to cut his hand off. <laughs> come on, come on, man. I'm just playing. That's <laughs> 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 it such a fucking like mob, mob underling type thing for him to do. I know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he fucking with me. He fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's all the other stuff he's got. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Here, here you go. And oh yeah, and then everybody's like, I remember when, uh, when I was in the theater, people was like, that's not the serum. That's not the serum. That's not the serum. We had the EDTA fucking mm-hmm. darts here. Like, would you like some? I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't give it to him. Don't give it to him. I remember, I remember people doing that. They're so invested in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, again, but that's what we're talking about. The this the craft in this mm-hmm. is so fantastic. Yeah, man. And again, like I wasn't, I didn't come at this as someone from a comic book background, so mm-hmm. I had no idea about any of the comic stuff when I saw this the first time. Yeah, totally invested. They sold me. Like I said, I saw the episodes of Spider Man because I watched that shit religiously. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, that's cool. They actually making a they making a movie out of this dude. He cool, but I don't know if he deserves a movie. And then I watched it. I'm like, yeah, he deserves a movie. He deserves a, a franchise, as yeah. it were. Hey, this will be the beginning of the franchise. And this is a point of contention for me. A lot of people tend to credit X-Men and Spider-Man for starting the Marvel revolution that we are experiencing right now, even as we speak in 2020. But that's bullshit in my personal opinion because, of fact, it started with Blade. It did Bla- start with Blade. Blade is the one that gave them confidence and let them know, hey, fucking Marvel characters can headline movies. And yeah, it can work. Because prior to this, it was only Superman and Batman. And well, and, and I was going to say, I was going to bring this up a little bit later. This is actually the second... Theatrically, theatrically released Marvel movie ever. The first one was Howard the Duck. 
<laughs> and there were a couple other movies that were directed DVD. Why that one was first? The world will never. There were there were a bunch of movies. There, there were a bunch of Marvel <laughs> movies before Blade. Like they had TV movies. Like yeah, the, but we're yeah. talking actual like yeah, yeah, theatrical movies. Yeah, there were TV movies like The Incredible Hulk, like three TV movies. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Four is a TV movie. I'm gonna get to that. The, uh, it was like uh, the <laughs> sorry. It was uh, the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, the return, the Incredible Hulk returns, and Death of the Incredible Hulk, and then they had like a couple TV movies in the seventies based on these characters. I've done articles on. If you go to Guy Hates Geeks and look up uh, the Belser, uh, the uh, Marvel Television Universe, I have a couple articles on them. And also, they did a couple direct DVD or direct video releases, particularly The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. and they did a Captain America movie in nineteen ninety with Matt Salinger. Who was like the third villain in fucking Revenge of the Nerds before he became Captain America? Uh, so I, I just got to say right here yeah. this moment when oh, yeah. she uh, oh yeah she gets thrown down into the pit with her former boyfriend who's a zombie vampire hybrid type yeah deal. kind of a thing where he's still not regenerated all the way. Well, they kind of explain where like sometimes it doesn't take where like uh, like sometimes like uh, he uh, it's like bad yeah it turns bad and they become zombies. This is one of those exceptions. Yeah, this whole moment right here. This is Cannon. He, he, you notice he kind of develops like an English accent? Yeah. Cannon, I never thought I'd see you again. <laughs> he still got the fangs and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah man. He's beating the shit out of him with that bone. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Like a femur or some shit? Sharpened femur? Some. Something like that. It looks like She's it. getting strong. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently like, she's better yeah. getting out than he yeah, is. Yeah, that's a femur. That's a leg bone. That's a femur. Yeah. <laughs> so. Karen, Karen. So yeah, she. That this whole moment right here, when the first time I saw it, it really took me back to uh, like Return of the Jedi, like yeah, the sand yeah, pit or something, yeah, or, yeah, it's true. Or, or where the Rancor was. Yes, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah, man. It's like the vampire Rancor. And what you uh, uh, get back to the movies released before Blade, like what you alluded to, the uh, aforementioned Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Uh, released which might be an overstatement. Released, released by uh, Roger Corman, which actually uh, I'm saying I'm saying released. It actually it never actually was released. Uh, freaking like it was never meant to be released. It's just basically just a movie they made to satisfy a deal, and they didn't take it seriously. They had like no budget for the shit, but um, but unfortunately, it is actually the most faithful depiction of the Fantastic Four on film. Real quick, I just have to say, I've never been comfortable with how sexual that moment was between him and his mom when oh, she's cutting his shirt off. Oh, it gets more and more sexual. I know, but I'm just saying, every time I see it, I'm like, uh, that's in, that's a in little the, much. That's in the script, that like, fucking, she's caresses him and like, mm. you know, flirts with him in an incestuous way, like, kind of indicating, so kind of indicating uncomfortable. she, yeah, kind of indicating she would probably fuck her own son, which is really gross. I do think he should get those tattoos for real. Yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. She keeps caressing him and shit. Like, yeah, he, yeah touching his body. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just. Uh, yeah, he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> this is gross. And she okay. Likes, yeah, this is like, but this is kind of important though, too, because yeah. it helps him get over. It's like, it's not my mom anymore. It's definitely a monster. Yeah, this is something else. Yeah. Definitely and she, not my and mom. she keeps like caressing him and like fucking putting her nose against him. Like, like almost, Eskimo, almost Eskimo kissing him. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about like how many people she's killed and shit. I'm not your mama no more, you know. And again, yeah, let's see. Yeah, we can see how much he's sweating. Now he's in LA. <laughs> it's definitely LA. Now, now he's in LA. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Thank God they finally got that shirt off." I'm still stuck in these leather pants, but. 
<laughs> he said, yeah. finally get a little bit of air circulation. Right, she's talking about my, I've hunted, I've killed, and I enjoyed it, haven't you? And like, sooner or later, the thirst always wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got a nice ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> Blade Mama got a nice ass, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's got those. Uh, what, what do you what do you call those? The Steve Madden shoes. Those oh, chick Steve Madden shoes. Yeah, Big they, old platform. They, pl- they prop that ass up nicely. Mm-hmm. And you see the fucking uh, more of the sarcophagus, more of the uh, you know little. Uh, I was I was gonna say sarcophagus, but I don't, I don't know what you would call this whole building. Like a, I'm not sure. It's like a, it's like a vampire temple. It is a temple, yeah. And you see like the fucking blood coming out of his hand and shit. And, mm-hmm. Actually, in the original script, the, yeah, all the shit is accurate except the blood drains into a chalice. And it, I mean, it's essentially draining into two chalices, the way yeah. it's set up or something. Yeah, but it, it essentially drops into a chalice and then uh, Deacon ingests it, and that's what starts it. Ah. Everything else, everything else is the same, but okay. the, this the difference is that it's supposed to be a chalice, kind of like the Holy Grail almost. Yeah, okay, but, but a lot of blood, man. Look at the, all this blood. Yeah, the mom's just... Your, your mom's creepy, bro. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely creepy. And you see the... Like, you see all the, like, specific, like, glyphs and shit? Yeah. Oh, you're this dude, you're this sign, you're this sign. Like, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like it, playing a match game. And they're just going along with it. Like, no protest whatsoever. Well, but I will say that this is the first time we've seen it where those other guys that are put in where they're supposed to be have guns. True. Because prior to that, it was just he shows up and he's, like, just some asshole. Exactly. But now he's an asshole with a bunch of guys with guns. Yeah. And this would have to be so much blood. Yeah. A lot of when blood. When you see how much is like getting everywhere. Yeah. And you see he's like fucking anemic when she gets him out of the goddamn thing. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of Has blood. Has her feet on him. Yeah. Or on her, I should say. Yeah. And Karen gets out the pit. Everybody's looking at the blood. Well, like, what well, are they looking at the ceiling? Or they'll see the streaming blood coming out. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Oh, don't worry about him. Okay. <laughs> I try, I try my, not to. My, my bulldog was wanting to come over here, but he's got to stay where he's at. Yes, he is. No more because he's loud and he has an asthma problem. Mm, yeah. Your dog has breathing problems. <laughs> he's a bulldog. He's supposed to sound that way. I don't way. give a fuck. He's got breathing problems. <laughs> <laughs> you don't struggle to walk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, this, struggle to walk. this character looks like the actual, there's another Marvel villain that he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a group for the X Men called the uh, Hellfire Club, and there's a co- there's a character named Donald. Uh, I mean, it's Harry Leland. Yeah, he looks like Harry Leland. There's a there's a fat vampire here being uh, chastised by Mercury. Eat the mm-hmm. prophecy. It's time you fucks did something for the cause. <laughs> it's like yeah, like shut up. <laughs> They're like literally the ones who kept the vampire well, line going. You're just a little girl. Like we don't trust you. we don't trust you. I've seen this actor before. The dude that plays his lawyer, he's been in something else before. I swear I've seen him. Well, before he got killed just now, but <laughs> I saw him in something else before. He's been he, around for a minute. His face looked familiar. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, for some reason, my my first thought goes to like something Star Trek, something like that. Might have been no Star Trek. I'm not sure. Uh oh yeah, Ugh. cut at the wrist and shit. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And he's easily get out. Apparently, his straps are easy to get out of. Apparently, yeah. They designed them for humans to be able. I love. To I love this shit here where they're like descending down. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, we're gonna, we're gonna be gods. Like he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sure, are. we. 
Yeah. And he's just like going along this shit. Like, yeah. And, Typical. And, 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 yeah, Frost is just looking at him like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever, whatever you want to think. As long, as long as you do what the fuck I say. <laughs> <laughs> Once I actually get what I want, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. You just keep being my puppet. Yeah. And this is the first indication of uh, what I call uh, Blade's spinach moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Popeye needs his spinach, and you know, he just gets beat down, gets drained. Popeye gets his spinach, and all of a sudden he got super strength again. But mm. Blade's spinach is blood. And that, well, uh, yeah. might as well. Might as well be. So this kind of indicates that when he reaches like full vampire or embraces I, I, or embraces the uh, the thirst, like freaking like it enhances his abilities to the point where you know like he's instantly healed and shit. Well, I've I've cured myself once. Maybe I can do it again. Maybe. No, he, he's not really. Well, he's biting, but he's not really. He's more like sucking on the fucking. It's just really gross too. Yeah, he's sucking on the dead tissue around the open wounds. Whatever it is, to get it going. He's sucking on dead. He's sucking on open she, wounds. I'm just saying, she's putting herself at risk. <laughs> I just that's a that's sucking a, on open that's wounds. a sentence I never thought I'd say out loud. He's sucking. He's, he's on sucking. Open he's wounds. sucking on open wounds. <laughs> yeah, and now we're getting more and more to the ceremony of this. The fucking uh, henchmen are holding the pure to the blood. blood. Yep, and now the blood's dripping on their foreheads. Apparently, it has a, this crazy effect on them. They're like shivering and shaking, and and Deacon's like, "Yeah, is everybody thirsty? I hope everybody's fucking thirsty." <laughs> but aren't we missing one though? Because didn't she just kill him? Well, he's a lawyer. I don't think he's part of it. He was just a lawyer. He, he was just, just the consul yeti. He's, yeah. He's just a lawyer. <laughs> well, then, okay. That's and now we got some wing in. I don't know where. <laughs> got some wing in. And cue John Woo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta have the doves if you're gonna do John Woo. There could be a dove. <laughs> <laughs> doves in the vampire temple. If you're gonna do John Woo, you gotta have some doves, man. You gotta, somebody gotta be walking slow mo and they got the doves gotta come mm-hmm. at him and shit. Now he's getting a little too but aggressive. Now we, but now we got some real wind here. Mm hmm. And Blade's getting a little overly aggressive. <laughs> and she's like, and the weird thing about it, she's getting kind of sexual with it. Like, don't stop. Don't stop. Like, it's so weird. At a certain point, she's going to be like, okay, stop it. Uh, this is hurting. Okay. It's too much. Okay, but yeah. kill me. But you see he's getting more and more, you know, aggressive with you. He's liking it. <laughs> it is certainly way more sexual. And then he lets go and goes full vamp. Nice big drop, blood drop of CGI blood mm-hmm. and a nice big growl Rawr, from Blade. That's some full vampire, but she got nice abs. <laughs> yeah, I like to sneer here with the blood dripping out of his mouth and shit. Mm-hmm. That's a real good camera moment. See his vampire, freaky ass vampire mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time to kill mom. Time to kill moms. And they got the blood dripping out of his yeah. mouth. Boom. Get the thunder and lightning inside. <laughs> it's a gigantic drop of blood <clears throat> on his head, too. Well, here's a lot of blood that came out of blade. Mm-hmm. Lightning strike coming from the sky. Very Ghostbusters like. Yeah, very <laughs> you know, much so. Lots, lots of lightning. Just waiting for a giant portal to open. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> he's really, he's really feeling that blood. Everybody's got, everybody, everybody getting struck by lightning and fucking the one, the one that really fucks me is the one dude with the slobber coming out of his mouth. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. It was a gross. It was gross. You look like Pee Wee Herman too, the guy. A little bit. 
I like how after she had all that blood drink, she's still good enough to just like sneak up on this guy and kick yeah, his ass. Yeah. Not that much blood, apparently. Apparently not. But yeah, fucking everybody's going into full temple mode. You know, mama trying to attack her son. Yeah, she's she's really sneaking up on this motherfucker. Bro. I mean, granted, there's a lot of distraction. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> Took him out. Thought about a carry. He's a henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, he was at least a vampire there henchman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that slobber. It's the slobber dude, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Blade, I'm your mother. Actually, uh, they, Staker. actually they did an anime of Blade mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back, and they have this scene in the anime. It's, it's kind of like the original origin, like I told you, where he's like, the mama, it, mama's at the whorehouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, there's was an episode where the mom comes back and, like, from a massacres the whorehouse Blade comes in and has to mercy kill his mama and actually in that show his mama is the first vampire ever killed mm. as a mercy killer this is so crazy the way these like skeletons skeletons skeleton, come skeleton, out of them all skeletons are ripping out of the skeletons yeah but they're like winged like demon skeletons or and something. they like start ripping through him which is really cool yeah oh, 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 oh. This is tame, actually, compared to what they actually had in my in, uh, in the screenplay. Yeah. Just some demons passing through them, I guess, giving them more and more power as they do. And mm. then they all culminate and they come into them, like, at the end. Like, that's cool. That's a, that's a good CGI look, though. Mm. Yeah, the I mean, especially for 1998. And this is cool. And it with, still holds up. With the irises go red and shit. Mm. Yeah, all the wings, things come together and go on all at once. And mama starts to disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Damn. You took a weave. That <laughs> <laughs> was a good saying, but yeah, that's right. A weave disintegrated. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, new, de- new deacon. Never better. <laughs> yeah. Never better, never stronger. Now, now we get into the real fucking nuts and potatoes of this movie, baby. It's like in the video game, you finally get to the boss. Yeah, get, <laughs> get my flat jacket. And superhero landing. Boom! Might be the first one. Frost! It very well, maybe. Yeah, superhero landing, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of you. I got two hands. I'm, I'm tired of you. Get the garage wire, and he's done. Decapitated. And I get Takes my glasses, glasses back. back. And I get my glasses back. My Ray Bands. Looks so fucking cool, huh? We get some techno going. You know, we got full vamp fucking blade. He's more powerful than ever, but just like taking these motherfuckers out. Raw Frost. Just snatching these motherfuckers, bro. I love this shit. Fucking these dudes up, man. Like, y'all ain't nothing, bro. Bam, bam, bam. It's like, I'm just like full. <laughs> oh, got struck by lightning. What would that shit say? It did push him. It was like, it just rips his dude's throat out and then tosses it at another motherfucker, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, how they got away with that? <laughs> I don't even know, dude. <laughs> that ripping the throat out was pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty dope, man. Like, he just like that's like him. that's like some shit out of Roadhouse. <laughs> yes, sir. Just snapping, like, literally, neck, just snapping necks, bro, and super kicks and shit. Yeah, I like this shit here where he, like does like. A bunch of kicks and then one super kick. Boom! <laughs> Very video game-ish. It was a super kick. Very video game-ish, man. Beating his ass with the shovel. 
Who the, who the, who that would hurt so fucking bad. That's some schema right there with the fucking shovel. That yeah. Did. Yeah. And you got some bow staff shit with the fucking board. <sighs> yeah. And me, <laughs> Karen fighting this bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Man, it's not the... It's not the best, but also not the worst I've ever seen with a shotgun. No, either. She was at least in the vicinity. Yeah. yeah. That's the moment she forgets that she's not a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty, but she ain't that pretty. I'm like, oh, well, I guess Stephen Norrington has a type. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, one thing I will say is that apparently oh, that's... Yeah. Hey, this right here, <laughs> trading roundhouse kicks. <laughs> Boom. Oh, damn, man. Anyway, I was going to say, apparently that, that garlic uh, may seem to work pretty well since it got stuck in her throat and blew her head up. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, thanks, when, Whistler. When, when actually using on a vampire actually works. Yeah. Boom. Front kick. Uh. 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 Shot to the nuts. Break your neck. Uh. And then get the sword and then fucking slices up the bodies. I like that. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he's got the little wrist twist at the end for the yeah. superhero ending. Oh yeah, this, I didn't. Uh, apparently, when they actually do the fight here, well, that's how you see Blade running with the sword like that. That's mm-hmm. actually a lot of swordsmen actually say that's very accurate. Like you do that, you run that way, so, so you, you don't don't, don't get your sword stuck. Yeah, you don't impale, and bro, you accidentally impale yourself. Yeah, that too. And this shit here too. Yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, that's the correct way with any sharp instruments to prevent accidental death. But especially here with the whole, like you were talking about before, they were complaining yeah. about his sword yeah. fighting. Yeah. Or his sword, rather, without yeah. the uh, um, the hilt to protect the hand. See, like I told you, fucking like, for the Marcus Brooks thing, though. We yeah. Can, we can have a sword fight, bro. Okay. Might not be this, like, high pace, Oof. but like, we can have a sword fight, bro. Look at it. Oh, yeah, this shit here. Bad CGI, but still. So oh, and this this done. moment here, this is a nod from one of a, a, a John Landis movie, the Kentucky Fried <laughs> movie. Uh, well, he does a silent what the <coughs> fuck. It's actually, there's a segment in that movie called A Fistful of Yen. It's like a parody of uh, End of the Dragon. The hero does that. Like, he beats the bad guy and then he does look like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 and the, actually, the uh, original intention was that he was basically supposed to like, not, not be this like supercharged vampire He's actually supposed to turn into this giant swirling tornado of blood. This is a way better option. This is way <laughs> better option. Tornado they actually blood shot blood. that shit. Uh, you and see, it did not work at yeah, all. Yeah, no, you see it in the deleted uh, scenes for Blade. Yeah, this shit right here was like my turn. That that's actually a, a homage to the Lost Boys. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That was another great vampire movie. The Lost Boys. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the EDTA, but yeah, fucking yeah, the whole yeah the whole blood tornado thing. I'm happy they got rid of that shit. Yeah, and, and like and like his face would like is a blood tornado. And his face would like kind of come in and once in a while Tom Blade and turn back into a tornado again. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But I do like this shit here. <laughs> Catches it behind him. Mm. It just starts lighting his ass over the EDTA. Yeah, it doesn't work at first, so when at first you don't succeed, <laughs> try, try again. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he has that cat leap at him. Mm-hmm. And another one of my favorite lines, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill, which is a Wesley Snipes line. Yeah. Improv. 
Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. Bow! Straight to the forehead. <laughs> That was a great, great moment there. That extra little kick there. Yeah. Uh, now he's, he's going to deform into this. Ugh. <laughs> Very nineties. It looks looks like a like a giant like uh, what do they call it? Like a the little pulps that guys get on their ass when they get the ass cancer. Hemorrhoid. No, there's the other one. Ain't the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something gross like that. Ass cancer. That's <laughs> what he looked like. Ass cancer. Which is great for a bad guy. That's a good description. Ass cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go home. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the hero moment. Let's go home. They did something similar in Mortal Kombat, too. What's kind of weird is is that he's just assuming that, like, she's going to stick with him, like, they're going to go home together. But But, she did let him suck suck her blood, so I guess. yeah, Yeah. So this scene right here is another one that's like an extended deleted scenes. Now they're coming out here, they're, you know, it's daytime now, the wind is kicking up at this, whatever this place is. Now they were supposed to look across one of the rooftops and see a dude covered in cloaks and shit. That was supposed to be Morpheus, Morbius hmm. as a, a proposed thing for a sequel. And it actually was Steve Norrington that was the guy. In there the was suit. Morbius? Yeah. Hmm. So. But they cut that for some reason. They huh? cut it and they went with this that we see here. Hmm. Which is better? Yeah, and you know, I mean, look, they it was a perfect setup because obviously they got two more movies out of the franchise. Exactly. And now we, you want to help me out? Make me a better serum. And mm-hmm. we cut to some time later in Moscow. Of course, there's there's got to be some horrible uh, vampires in Moscow. Beautiful shot in Moscow. <laughs> well, well, a set made to look like yeah, Moscow. There you go. <laughs> I don't look. think they actually went and picked up any yeah, to, second unit there. They made to look like Soviet Moscow. <laughs> it looks like uh, like USC with. Now like, we see no the, now we see this couple walking towards this door with another vampire glyph. Ooh, mm, I wonder if that's a vampire glyph. Yeah, yeah, and actually in the original script, this shit here, the guy is actually supposed to be Whistler. That'd be an interesting way to go. Yeah, that's that's how they're supposed to end the movie. The guy was the the guy vampire is supposed to be Whistler. I like this. Which shit would have sucked though, because I mean he didn't kill himself good. But still, at the same time, that's a good opener for the sequel. Yeah. Uh, Comrade <laughs> Blade, some of those double dish. <laughs> Blade's still out there, baby. Hey, this is a good way to end the movie, man. Blade's mm. still out there and Blade's still doing his thing. And we're done. Yep. Yeah. This, a, this might actually be my favorite Stephen Dorff film as well. Me, yeah, it is my favorite Stephen I don't know if he's ever shit. He's been around, man. I know he's been around, but I, I haven't it, it's it. Worth, it's worth, a, it's worth a, an examination, but this is definitely the best. And, and honestly, it says what a great killer film this is, mm-hmm. that there wasn't that much for us to, to riff on. True. Because every other film we've done, we've had more than enough to riff on, just kind of like going along. That like, is true. We just we just sat here and just Like Batman it. Goes to the Monarchy. Yeah. Like, yeah. this was mostly us just kind of commenting. Like, as- aside from mm-hmm. the sweatiness and like a couple little tiny things. And a lot of paper. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of paper. <laughs> somebody, somebody went and bought three rims and they used it all. So much wind and paper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is just us in here enjoying this fucking it's great a killer, ass movie. It's a great film. All right, now there are a couple other facts here, uh, not pertaining to Blade. Now, uh, Michael Jackson was actually supposed to be in Blade Two. 
As Thank God that did not As happen. a vampire pimp. I would have liked this scene. No, nah, it would have ruined it. But Michael had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. He would have did it, though. What's yeah, but it would have ruined it. Also, uh... He in, almost uh, ruins Men in Black 2 for me. Shut up. <laughs> also, uh, in Blade 2, and speaking of which, like, uh, Blade will go on to have a franchise, of course. That'll be Blade 2, which is made, like, I think two, two or three years later. And then they have Blade Trinity... Uh, which unfortunately was the last film. So recently. wonderful. Yeah, right. Then they actually had Blade the series very briefly on uh, Spike TV, and they also had a Blade anime series. Uh, those are very short run thing as well. And most recently, they just announced this past Comic Con that it, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios, is reviving Blade uh, with new star Mahershala Ali as Blade. What do you feel? I think he needs to gain some muscle. That's just all. That's really yeah. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he needs I'm to gain some muscle. I'm cautiously optimistic, but... Yeah, I know. I just think he needs to gain muscle. That's really what it is. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, some, a couple other real, real quick things about the other sequels. Like uh, Blade 2, uh, at one point, uh, Blade has a new sidekick called Scud, played by Norman Reedus, who most people know from The Walking Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at one point, when he first see, we first see Scud, he refers to... Uh, he says, uh, "Had the, had the kids and wives. The Dark Knight returns. Mm-hmm. Big indicator of you know, what I'm saying another great, another great series. comic book series from yeah. from DC, obviously versus Marvel. So Damn this right. is their Dark Knight. Yeah, and also in Blade Trinity, which is a travesty, which we're never going to discuss. But it was uh, great. So going back to Blade Trinity, <laughs> um, there were actually some alternative endings to that movie." Uh, they had the whole thing with the Daystar serum that's supposed to like eradicate mm-hmm. all vampires. Now, there were three alternate endings. One, when they do the Daystar thing and put it in the Dracula and it's supposed to disperse worldwide, uh, Blade would be now fighting werewolves. The second ending, which they actually did in the movie, is they take Blade's body, but he's not dead. He wakes up in the hospital and he's about to bite a nurse. And basically indicating to the audience that he's surrendering to his vampire side. And there's another... On, on Trinity, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. In Blade Trinity, yeah. And then also there's another ending where it showed a Blade, now fully human, throws away his sword and walks over to a new life. So those are the three proposed endings to Blade Trinity. They went with the second one, actually, in the, in the theaters. You know, they should have gone with the fourth one where he just murdered Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> I think they all would have been a lot happier with that. Yeah. Now going into real quick into the powers of Blade. Now in the comic books, uh, initially Blade had no powers uh, because of the bite that he received as a kid. Uh, he was basically immune to uh, bites from typical supernatural vampires. But he just didn't have any of the strength regenerative. Yeah, he's also he was also immune to vampire hypnosis. He lacked superhuman mm-hmm. attributes, but he could like sense you know like uh, sense vampires and other shit or whatever. And uh, he was also trained uh, to be an Olympic-level athlete. And he was also a very good drag tr- uh, trumpeter. So <laughs> That's a superpower. He didn't get his powers that, that we know now until the 90s where he's been by Morbius the Vampire. Now, uh, in the movies themselves, uh, basically uh, all, the, all the stuff they show that he has all the vampire strengths, super strength, super speed, etc., etc. Uh, he's immune to garlic, silver, sunlight. Uh, but he uh, has the uh, he still has the thirst, and whenever he does succumb to like say like some sort of weakness, it, by ingesting blood he becomes regenerated. So there's Blade's powers, and also in the comic books, um, initially Blade used primarily teak wood daggers, 
So he had a bandolier of teakwood daggers initially. And like I said, he didn't get the look of the Teakwood's weapon. a bad idea because that just splitters and breaks too easily. Apparently it works on vampires. But he hmm. but he didn't get the sword and all the other shit and the leather suit until the 90s. And uh, yeah, pretty much that. And actually in the anime, they had it where he was like, they, they did more things into his swordsmanship. They had him training with like this like sensei. And we had these moves where he would like, his sword would like glow and like it would kind of trail and shit, and he could like create like mirages and shit or whatever. It, it, it was really <laughs> cool. Now his first, like I said, his first multimedia appearance outside of uh, comic books was on Spider Man the animated series. Is he, he was voiced by an actor named J D Hall. Nice name. Good name. <laughs> Very good, good name. name. So yeah, this is where Spider Man and Blade first meet each other, and it's also the first appearance of Whistler ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the origin in the in the TV shows that actually. The mom and a vampire were actually in love, and the vampire had to go away. Hmm. And actually, the mom's name in the cartoon was Miriam, and she was voiced by Nichelle Nichols. Okay. From Star Trek. And actually, they Blade would come in every once in a blue moon to Spider-Man, and he actually had, they actually gave him a love interest on the show. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a black female detective character on the, on the cartoon named Terry Lee. And she was actually voiced by Don Lewis from A Different World. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. So they were, yeah. So okay. whenever Blade would come into town, they would get it in, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. It's very, it's very clearly indicated that, you know what I'm saying? She, she really had strong feelings for him, but she also hated the fact that he kept interfering in crime. And mm. she also kept partnering with Spider-Man. And she, she, she would basically take out grief out of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, again, they had a uh, Blade TV show on uh, Spike TV. Well, Blade was played by Sticky Fingers <laughs> from the group Onyx. And yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And the anime, like I said, was actually he was actually voiced by um, Harold Perrineau from Lost. Okay. The brother from Lost. And he's also the dude in the wheelchair on Oz. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was the voice of uh, fucking uh, Blade on there. And actually, uh, Deacon Frost came back for the car- for the anime, and same thing. He kept that he was responsible for biting the mom and all that shit. And he was actually part of this uh, secret group called Existence. And the weird thing about the anime is they would use like different vampire myths from different parts of the world for the vampires and shit. Hmm. So it's like uh, Filipino vampires, Chinese vampires, you know, uh, Brazilian vampires, like those, those different myths, and they would put it on put them on the anime. So it wasn't just the regular vampires of those, so hmm. which I thought was cool. Uh, they also brought the character back for Spider-Man, um, so for Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney XD, it was voiced by Terry Crews. Alright, I, I go with that. And this version actually looked like Terry Crews. It had the bald head, big jock and shit. <laughs> he, had, he had all the same blade tattoos and the glasses and all the shit, but he looked like he's Terry, Crews. Like Terry. Terry Crews. Yeah. And actually, uh, on that show, they had him part of a group called the Howling Commandos, which uh-huh. is a special part of S.H.I.E.L.D., that dealt with mostly, uh, it was made up of mostly monsters. And uh, it's basically the same monsters from those 70s comic books I told you about. So there's like Monster Frankenstein, and there's another one called Werewolf by Night, and there's like a mummy, and like different characters, like, and Blade was the leader. Uh-huh. And the thing about it was, Blade was the leader, but he don't work well with people. So they was always arguing with him. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, they, they had a little universe on Disney XD of the different shows, so he appeared on the Avengers cartoon, they also had another cartoon, uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash and uh, oh, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It was all Terry Crews. Now, as far as the release of the movie itself, it was released on August twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. It was a commercial success, uh, grossing over seventy million dollars in the U.S. and uh, basically one hundred thirty one million dollars worldwide. Despite mixed reviews from critics, 
The movie was well received, and of course, it's gained a cult following, and is considered by many, myself included, to be Wesley Snipes' signature role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the original Blade movie was the first success for Marvel in the movie industry. Like I said, we're going to have all this its own little franchise itself, but it led to the boom of Marvel-based movies. Now, like I said, a lot of people tend to say like X Men and Spider Man were the ones successful. Blade was the first one that was a bona fide financial and critical success. This movie's success proved that Marvel characters could headline their own movies. And additionally, Blade himself was not a well known character prior to the movie's release, but he was all, but he became a successful property, a la Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people didn't know who the fuck Iron Man was, but then put put the right shit on him. Now everybody knows Iron Man. Same thing with Captain America and all the other characters. You know the other... Fucking Ant-Man. You, yeah. you know the other big thing that this movie had going for it that mm-hmm. is always overlooked? Mm-hmm. It was also... I think it's arguably the second... Arguably the second uh, black-led action franchise, right? Because Beverly Hills Cop was out first. Mm-hmm. But this one was it. And it's it's one of those things we talked about a hundred times before. It's like ridiculous with Hollywood that like... I don't know how many times you got to beat it into the executive's head to get them to understand. It's like, no, you make some good shit that has a black leading, you know, lead in it. You're going to kick some ass and make some good money. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous that they did Blade in 98 mm-hmm. and well, we got Black Panther 20 years later. later. Yeah. 20, like, it really, you're that slow. And Black Panther is now the highest grossing solo superhero movie of all You're time. that slow. 20 years. Yeah, like, exactly. come on. There's been an audience <laughs> here. Y'all just ain't put the shit out. <laughs> Exactly. Too simple as that. Now, IGN voted Blade the 63rd greatest comic book character ever. Uh, Blade in that he is the Fair most. Blade in that he is the most iconic hero to come from the Marvel 70s monster period, and also he's the yeah. uh, he's one of the top heroes. Basically, they, they give Blade props because he took they took the most obscure Marvel character ever, gave him a movie deal, and he's become one of the most famous characters. In the Marvel canon, and, it's, so. and look, it's a creative, creative thing, I and mean, this whole Daywalker vampire thing, like, yeah, it's fantastic. I love this movie so much. I'm with man. you on hundred yeah. percent. And like I said, no, and like, and a very common misconception. No, this is not the first black superhero movie. That goes to Meteor Man, ninety three. <laughs> now a lot of people shit on Meteor Man. I love that Meteor Man. I love Meteor Man. How about this is the first commercially successful. Yes. That, that, is, that, is fair, that is fair <laughs> enough. That is the most. It is the first commercially successful. Because they had a there few before go. that. Before before Blade, there was Meteor Man, Blank Man. I mean, te- technically speaking, you can go all the way back and argue black exploitation, Shaft, some of that stuff. Like, yeah, but this, this is, is the first one that came out that was just like a box office banger. Yeah, but this is the one that, where they actually specifically uh, referred to the character as a superhero. For, for sure. sure. For sure. So, but yeah, like I said, before that, Meteor Man, Blank Man, Steel with Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> uh, fucking Spawn with Michael J. White. They actually came Let's up. Let's remake Shazam. They actually, Kazam. Kazam. You keep saying Shazam. Kazam. 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 It's still awful. Kazam. <laughs> it's still awful. Oh, no. You love that movie. I hate that movie. Okay. No, I love to hate that movie. You I, hear I hate that movie. It's so stupid. <laughs> I was stupid when I thought. I thought it was stupid as a kid. Kazam. That's right. Kazam. Kazam. It's stupider now as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but I like you, I say that, but I actually do like Steel. Yeah, no. it's not that bad a movie. Like, for, like the thing about Steel is Steel is more like a TV movie that they made mm-hmm. into a theatrical movie. It, it'd be better as a TV movie. Kazam was more like something that should have never been made. I agree with that. <laughs> that shit was awful. Idea. I don't know who the fuck talks shacking to that bullshit. 
You know what? It was a paycheck. Rapping genie. And now, <laughs> and now, and now it's a fucking point of fucking ridicule, whatever they mean. <laughs> shacks. What it is, what it is, because is, you got to look at the time frame. It was it was around the time, wasn't it, of uh, Space Jam? Yeah, it was well, pretty, uh, pretty it, close it, 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 in time. It, it, so it's like, well, if Michael can get a movie, I can get a movie. It might be around the same time. And everyone so. forgets that, no, Michael didn't get a movie. Michael played himself in a movie. Yeah. It and it was a killer movie. I loved it. But he wasn't trying to be anything other than Michael Jordan. He's just going to go out there and be Air Jordan and play some golf. Like, that's it. Hey, rapping genie. That's, that's the way to go. <laughs> rapping giant seven foot black rapping genie. That's the way to go. <laughs> Like fucking, oh, play, I'm play, play, oh, play basketball with the Looney Tunes? That's bullshit. No, <laughs> rapping genie. That's the way to go. We need to put that in every movie. <laughs> that's our Easter egg. Something Kazam in every play, film. Play basketball with the Looney Tunes for some aliens to save the world. Nah, that's stupid. That's a stupid idea. Rapping genie that comes out of a boombox. Gold. <laughs> fucking cinematic gold right there, man. <laughs> Look, my hand is shaking. I want to write a check right now. <laughs> that's that's money right there, buddy. Wait, wait, wait. Can we get Shaq? Because he can rap. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I heard he has an album coming out. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> no, no, not, not Drake. I don't, I don't no, want no, somebody no, no, who no, actually no, 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 raps. No, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> you are an unstoppable good idea machine right now. <laughs> I can't even listen to you right now. <laughs> That's such a stupid fucking idea. Is it any worse than my original idea to have uh, Stephen Hawking's with a talk show? Oh my god. That was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, not now. I mean, like, when he was still alive. You, you ever see the Who's line? They did, kind of the same they did a thing on like, people who should not... Uh, you know, they got the game on... Uh, scenes in the hat. Scenes from yeah, the hat. yeah, yeah. But they did one, like, uh, people that should not rap. And then one of the guys like... My name's Stephen Hawking, and I'm here to say. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking funny. I think it was around the same time that you said this shit. I was like, oh my, oh my God. My name's Stephen. And he was like, he shouldn't do it. You're right. He should not do it. Well, just as a quick thing, since we're being slightly assholes, mm-hmm. from everything I ever saw, because I was a big fan of the guy. Killer sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Like he was all about that shit. So yeah, I've seen. Him if it's on, funny. It's funny. I've seen him on certain things. Like he did Star Trek. You know, he was on Next Gen. Yeah, he was on. He was on uh, Breaking Bad or not Breaking Bad, uh, Big Bang Theory. And he did, he did uh, that a couple of and times. He did one of the David Blaine specials too. Yeah. So yeah, he Mike, Stephen Hawking had a sense of humor. Man. He had a great sense of humor. My name's Stephen Hawking, and I'm here <laughs> to say, or the shit from us Family Guy with the dude. Can, can I give you a little boom shaka laka 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 boom shaka laka 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 boom shaka laka laka boom. But then they also had they also had the cutaway where like he's streaking. He doing, he, no, it was the one where he was doing like the news the whatever the news thing was, mm-hmm. and then they cut away and then he gets out of the chair. And he's like, oh god, this act is getting old. Oh, remember that one? Oh, the one on fucking when they had uh that character and it's like he was having sex with a woman just like that. Yeah. Uh 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 and the button, uh 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 and the oh, girl's yeah. like and the girl and the girl's like and the girl's like not so fast you're killing me <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah oh, it is oh, one it is one where he streaked <laughs> He's streaking like a soccer game and shit ha 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 you see my penis this is happening right now <laughs> <laughs> the wheels have come off. <laughs> we're, we're talking about playing. Now we've. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
thanks to Shaq, we're descended into hell. <laughs> the rapping genie started it off. Oh dear God! Oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. I got, I, I, I got to head out a little bit, but uh, thank you guys for watching Blade along with us. Again, uh, if you can hit us up on the Belsaverse page on Facebook and Belsaverse on uh, Instagram. Uh, also, you can hit up our uh, Dropping That Culture page on Facebook. And don't forget to hit up our sponsors, Belsaverse. Uh, go to the Belsaverse group on Facebook. Go to Belsaverse again on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can also go to the Belsaverse store at teespring.com. Again, we have a discount right now going for 20% off all apparel. So get yourself some Belsaverse merch. And do not forget to go to ushooker.com for all your rugby needs. So uh, we got uh, the rugby seasons is just, full just of Just started here. last week. Yeah. Right. So like, go on to ushooker.com, get yourself some merch, mm-hmm. and get yourself some latest news on uh, U.S. rugby. Yep. And don't forget this Friday, uh, JD Belser Appreciation Day. That's right. Oh yeah, forgot to mention that to uh, all our people out there. Uh, we have a national holiday here on uh, Dropping That Culture. It is uh, known as JD Belser Appreciation Day. So uh, hit your boy up on Facebook or Instagram, and you know what I'm saying like uh, I don't ask if just like happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? That's all I need. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can just hit your boy up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he I also really accepts gift cards. I also accept gift cards and the <laughs> occasional nude photo. You know, well, you better be very specific because you're gonna get a female, lot of female nude photo. <laughs> you send me a dick pic, you're getting blocked immediately and reported. I don't play that shit. Female, uh, fucking uh, nude pics and all that good shit. New videos, even. Well, I, I mean, you those. were a corpsman. What if they need to know if it was VD? Again, that's been a wonderful episode of uh, Dropping That Culture. And uh, we hope you guys join us next week. We'll try to figure out what our show will be next week. But until then, uh, this has been Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. And I'm AJ. And we'll catch you guys next time. Later. Dropping That Culture. 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 Dropping that coach. 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 Dropping that coach.